When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dubland Podcast. Please welcome Suzanne Kane. <laughs> Susie Kane, of course, the one who genuinely does all the work on the podcast. And PJ Gallagher. <laughs> so how's it going? Thanks Hello. for coming in, everyone. Welcome to Science Week. Uh, this is the first time we've been asked to do any responsible shit, and I'm all excited about it. Uh, that never really happens, to be quite honest with you. So now we kind of have a themed podcast for the first time ever. Well... Uh, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. That's yeah. the well. intention anyway. But it, it, it has been, look, we'll just do a little bit of Dublin and tell you how we ended up here because PJ has no idea. I just told him to be no, here. No, I haven't a fucking clue, to be quite it honest with you. It has been. This is one of these things that just kind of happened. So we no, were doing, it didn't just happen. Ah, did you? It did. We were doing live shows. We've done live shows. And then somehow, somewhere, does anybody here actually listen to the podcast? Right, Thank so that's you. about five people. So that shows that, shows that this just kind of happened, right? So this is just kind of unplanned. We've been doing the podcast, but we're like two years deep now. Three years. Three years deep. Uh, we've got a couple... Uh, you say things and I'll give the, the facts you Okay, we've got like answers. 150 episodes. Uh, 115. Right, so there you go. A little off again. Over a million downloads. Uh, uh, so it's been, fl- it's been tipping along and we started doing live shows and uh, somehow they went kind of all right. Now here we are in Science Week, a place we probably don't belong at all. But I'm totally comfortable with it. Totally comfortable with it because it's not as if we say any factual shit that makes sense anyway. True. And if you listen to the podcast, you will know that myself and science... Don't necessarily go hand in hand. So she I'll, doesn't believe in physics, basically. I don't understand what <laughs> physics are. So before, <laughs> look, and I, I appreciate that the... the so just, um, can I just run you into what you guys, right? We've got two yeah. guest scientists, real yeah. fucking scientists, right? And they're oh, going to come proper. up. What they have to deal with is not only a person who uh, thinks, who has been to alternative medicine regardless of your feelings on it. We'll talk about China Terry she later. She claims the guy that she goes to can fly in his office. No shit. He can fly in his office. He can levitate. Uh, Thank you. His name is China Terry. We will get to him. I have questions for Ruth about alternative medicine. Yeah. And about my friend, China Terry. But to go back to the science side of things, full disclosure before you start. I don't know about, well, actually, because I think there's a lot of people who actually like are studying science, who are part of the Science Foundation of Ireland and... Science, basically, and then there's us, and then, and then there's Suzanne who thinks the Flintstones is a is a documentary on evolution. Uh, it's not, right? <laughs> no, really not. I mean, though, 
Anyway, we'll get back to that. But so for me with science in, in school and first year, you did like the full 16 subjects and that included the science. And about two weeks into it, we had like, oh, we had such a beautiful teacher, Miss Jones. Oh my God, she was so beautiful. And I, I was just taken with her beauty. I was like, she's gorgeous. And she was so gentle. And then the second weekend, she mentioned something about a heart, something about an incision. And after that, I just didn't attend. I passed out and I spent the rest of it in sick bay. Then I think we had a rough lady called Miss Rosney for second and third year. But to be honest with you, I opted out of science, metalwork, woodwork and tectron. Well, that's so bad because I left school when I was 16. So my science experiments was essentially blown up dog shit with bangers. Uh, so, was, so what you're saying is you have more than me as experimental as it got and I am telling you scientists that shit flies a long fucking way <laughs> I mean a long way you'll be surprised how much of that gets in your hair if you're that not is careful. something to take to UCD I uh, feel <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's that and then we like you know whatever so that's it. that's it that's how we ended up in science week which is a bizarre route to get here no we fairness. ended up in science week because somebody told Cathy in the science foundation of Ireland that we were a good idea and she looked at them and went oh, okay I take your word for it then she met me and went oh <laughs> PJ Gallagher's funny right <laughs> ta-da and here we are. Which is bizarre, right? Because I haven't gigged in this room in ages, right? And Peter, who's here, who runs the place, he reminded me when we got here today of a story oh, I gosh. fucking never would have remembered again in my life. So one of the first gigs I did, we used to do a show here uh, called The Camping on the Moon Show, and it was still looked like an old cinema. And uh, me and Jason Bourne used to do this show called Camping on the Moon. And in 19, I think it was 1995 uh, or 1996, we did this show, and I turned up an hour late because I was painting the house for me ma. And I managed to paint the dog because I got bored, right, with emulsion. So I emulsion painted the dog, turned up an hour late for the show with paint all over my body <laughs> to do the gig. And Peter's like, yeah, funny enough, we haven't been booking you for 20 years, but that's all right. Uh, Tonight's your night tonight to shine. We're tonight we're back. So there you go. And I have not painted any animals, uh, but we will be talking about animals because a part of the podcast is animal facts. So we're going to be running that again because I found it the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life that I have to ask you about is that apparently flies can suffer from depression I had no fucking idea I had no I read it today it was like the saddest fuck as if your life isn't bad enough you you fly around you vomit on your fucking food to eat it shit it's like the nicest thing you can deal with you know, you, you started out life as a fucking maggot, now you're a fly or a blue bottle, and it turns out they get depressed, they give up on life. It makes sense, though. I know, but fuck me, imagine having nothing I going. I mean, I'm no scientist. They say so when you hit the general... bottom, that's the point where you get to come back up, you get to look and say, yeah, you know, like, and everything's possible. I might find an elephant shit. I might, you know, things might get better. Flies apparently suffer. Have you ever heard of flies suffer from depression? Can you stop the work and Ruth is going to come and talk to us? You work with octopuses. Do they get depression as well? Fuck me. We're going to talk a lot. We're going to talk about suicidal animals, which is not... See, this is... See, science is fucking great fun. Uh, I'll be honest, I feel like they didn't teach us this in first year. So anyway, we're here. Science Week obviously is running right the way across this week. There's events right the way across the country. And I'll tell you, it's starting to seep in for me, the non-science believer. I was driving home from crash earlier on. I wasn't in crash, although, to be honest with you, the way things are going this evening... And my four-year-old said, Mom, guess what? I was like, what, O'Shea? And he went, do you know where we live? I was like, I know this one. I actually know this one. And he went, the earth. And I was like, 
Jesus, fair play. It's very good. You're only four. I'm very impressed. And he goes, and we're surrounded by the universe. Nicola taught us in school. I was like, he's four. He's already ahead of me. Like, he's already... Suzanne was like, but is it flat? Yeah. Or is it round? And we'll get to that. I'll be like, Oisin, don't walk too far, son. Right off the edge. Hold mummy's hand. The Cliffs of Moher is the last. That's as far... That's as far as you can go. County Clare is the fucking end of the world. You literally get there, the Cliffs of Moher. They've had to put a fence up and all to let you know. This is, the end. this is as far as you can go. There's a big lie that there's a place called America far off the other end. Spoofers, it's just fucking this lad called Trump on his own playground. And you wonder why I don't leave <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> right, will we bring our... God, oh, Ruth. I'm so sorry in advance. Um, Ruth Freeman, Dr. Dr. Ruth Freeman is going to come up and join us. Come on, Ruth, grab a microphone and welcome her up on stage. You are very, very welcome. Thank you. You're also the very first ever guest on the Dublin yeah. podcast. This is never happened before. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So yeah. normally it's just two people having a nervous breakdown together. And you know what? I fainted in science in school as well. I totally hit the deck. Really? We had to watch a video of a needle, not an incision. Oh. But I said, well, I survived it. Well, Ruth, so this is good. I have questions. Um, so this is a good way to start. I do have questions. I actually am not kidding you. Like, I have a lot of questions. Oh, I've got questions um, too. You have as well. So you are... Um, you are a doctor of science. Of genetics. Right. Yeah. Okay. Genetics. So let's genetics. start with that. Yes. So where in your CAO or in fifth or sixth year did you go? Well, you know, you could be, someone could be here this evening and they could have a teenager at home and go, where, what way will I direct them? Yeah. Obviously, like Ruth, she fainted like me. There's hope. Yeah. So where in that did you go science, genetics? It's for me. We had an amazing teacher. Okay. And was it Miss Jones? He said, no, it wasn't no. Miss Jones. Okay. And he, he wasn't gorgeous. Okay. But he said, the only way you can do science and get to ask questions and make any money is do genetics. Really? He was wrong, but... Oh, he lied. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jot down the lie part as well. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, so we, as I said, we do have a lot of questions. And yeah, I thought yes. that this is a perfect one before you and I to start with. Because this is about, this is about like, yeah, literally genetics. genetics. I have so many questions about genetics that I'd like to probably not even genetic. You know the guy, you know when you're in school, right? <laughs> and there's, you've got that one guy and he's eight. And you're... <laughs> I've wanted to ask this question for a long time. And I don't know how to get there. Uh, he's eight. And you're all eight. Okay. But he, you go for a shower the first time, and he's literally got his daddy's cock on. Really? We couldn't I, I, have yeah. eased her in. I know, no, I'm talking about your, you, there's an eight-year-old, and he's fully fucking developed. Sorry, Ruth, let me, let me, let me. And it's not even the same colour to the rest of his body. <laughs> Do you know that way? It's like, he, you know the first time I you see your dad's penis? gently and, start. No, I'm just, you know the first time you see your dad's penis and you I get went, angry I at the fucker for having it. I'm sure Ruth doesn't know. I went to a mixed school, but we didn't shower together, so no. I didn't actually have to. Same, Ruth. We're, we're not like, animals. Not, what he's trying well, to ask we, there, we are, Ruth, is you know the way there's that one like like that. And when I was in secondary school, there was a chap in first year, but he had the face like the facial hair of a 29 year old. And you he know, was a fucking man. Yeah. He was a, a grown man, but he was eight. Yeah. You know, you're doing the interest exam. You're there. Like well, there was so a girl school that was so overdeveloped when we were 12. His name was I can't. Don't name. name him. But we used to call him Mr. Kelly. He didn't even have a first name because he was so physically advanced. He was one of those guys when he was 14, he told us he was getting engaged. Like the guy was out of his mind. Believable too. You were like, congratulations. Proper hairy back. 
like going bald. You know, you, your like question a, is. My question is, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and why? And why does it happen? Like, why is it some people seem to have this, like, they tra- this age trajectory that is so far developed across fr- from some of us? And why does they really go I'm that so little bit purple? Sorry. There's, there's a concept, it's probably a good idea for us to talk about, I call the bell curve. Right. So science is not black and white. You don't tend to get either this or that. Like, we didn't just all get our periods when we turned no. 13. Like, some people got it when they were 10, some people... Got to wait. Went, had to wait for ages and ages. What? And it's exactly the same with other stages of puberty. You mean it's not like something that happens you on your birthday? now too? <laughs> well, I believe if I read Judy Bloom, I believe we went to first year and they had, like literally as you went in, they went, here's your timetable and here's your period. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't happen doesn't, like doesn't that. Doesn't happen that way. It was also with boobs. Everyone else was getting them. I was like, obviously they've passed my house. And just not drop them in. Yeah, but this happens to fellas too. It's just it happens to us. We get our first horn when we're like 11. And then you have it for like 16 years. <laughs> You're like, Twyra, what the fuck am I going to do with this? It's sore. So it was You know, like, just, and then... You know, it's you know, just chance. Some people develop earlier than others. So there's not really an exciting scientific reason behind that. Okay, well but, then, I suppose, but, in terms of then the sexes, the difference between... The, like, because let's face it, very different, yeah, do you know? Very so, different. Is it true women develop faster than boys? Is Obviously. On average, if you look at things like academic achievement, but, but forget, it's complicated. It's complicated. Because girls are probably better at sitting still and paying attention. Yeah. So, you know, that would help. So, with loads of things in science, there's lots of different factors at play. Yeah, well, we're on the horn, so it's hard to concentrate. <laughs> like, we have this... You know, this is the problem. It happens. I know I'm going back to it. I feel yeah, that 11, there's a theme. And then you have to learn a language and try and cycle a bike and play football and... All the time. I think You're a lot of scientists might have been missing an important control in their experiments. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have uncovered something here this evening. So then, what, so what's gender then? So, that, like, what is, or is it oh, like? Oh Jesus! Well, it's I have legal. a question. You just keep talking about your cock. I'm just trying to find out some scientific. That's why we're here. Okay, that's like yeah, that. Put the microphone up near you so we can not hear BJ. Tell us what is gender, please. What is gender? Oh, God. That's a big, big, complicated question. No, it's not too big. But I guess it's interesting because there's a lot of people talking about the differences between men and women. And they're sort of asking scientists, well, is is there a biological basis for all of this? And sometimes it's easy to say that there is because there's things that you see at a much higher frequency in women than you do in men. But it's like things. There's a biological basis, but it's not binary. Right. So again, you've got two sort of curves like this that overlap. So you've got male-ish, female-ish, kind of like that. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, because this is re- this is really what like off the time then? at the moment. What am I? I'm what all over the fucking place. Are? I don't. Yeah. It depends on the time of day. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I accept it that I don't know what the fuck I am but a long time ago. I definitely identify as a bloke, but it might be a frying pan tomorrow. I don't fucking know. But, but then you've got to layer loads and loads of cultural baggage and everything you were told when you were little on top of that, and that makes it much more complicated. Wow. Science is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's, never, it's, like, it's not as black and white as some people. So there is people that'll just go, yeah, you know, a woman with a flu. You're fucking joking. You know, it's, that's the one end of the spectrum of yeah. belief where they just go, absolutely not. If you, yeah. And then there's the other end, which is just like, well, you can just wake up and sort of say, you know what, I'm sort of feeling a little bit 
feral today. I don't know. Exactly. Like, is that fair enough in science? So somewhere in the I middle. I think it is. It's a bit like. I mean, if you talk to me as a geneticist about race, I'll look at you and go, "Sure, we're all practically identical." When you compare us to other animals and how much d- diversity there is between different species of elephant versus humans, like we're all practically identical. We're not really that diverse, we're not at, that all, diverse at all, except for PJ, though, except right? For PJ, that's yeah. fair enough. Now, while we I think have I'm kind you. Of normal. We have a, I have a very important question to talk to you about. I once went to see a man called, um, we call him China Terry, um, yes. for legal reasons. He is an acupuncturist. Right. And he told me after a series of fairly intensive questionnaires um, that my blood was like glue. It was a miracle I was walking around. And that over a period of 12 to 14 sessions, um, that he could he could reverse my... Like, I know I've come out with a lot of dumb shit up until now. <laughs> I know I have. I he know. I was talking about my trousers, and, but this is fucking great, isn't it? He, he could fix my, my... He's also, by the way, he's also a ch- uh, trained Jedi. Just jot that down as well. Um, but he could fix my blood glue, and he can also levitate. Yeah. So, um, acupuncturist mm. or not like alternative medicines just on the broader scale I suppose China Terry maybe is niche yeah. in what he does yeah. but yes or no to alternative medicines within well, the kind of well no, no to alternative medicine but is he a frog is he a frog yeah no he's a real life person what okay. he, what, what? <laughs> see fr- what? frogs we have seen levitate so if you put a frog in a big enough magnet, it will levitate. But that's the magnet, though, no? Well, it's also to do with the fact that the frog, if you apply a strong enough magnetic field, becomes a little bit magnetic. What if you lick them? If you lit them as well. Yeah. No, that's a toad you're thinking of. Oh, you're don't? just thinking about getting high again. Just wondering. Uh, <laughs> but, it's, but frogs so, will levitate. All the magnets wow. in the world would so make frog, but China Terry levitate, though. He's just a could, bullshit artist, could, right? So could an acupuncturist really levitate? No. No. Okay. Well, my friend Michelle saw him. But and in fairness, was she smoking toads before she went to see him? Well, I don't know. It could have been the questionnaire. It's quite intense. Um, and she too could have blood glue. Speaking of which, is that possible? Like he did say that my, my blood was like glue. I think I was a medical marvel that day. It was 150 euro and thank God I'm still with you all. But that said, like in terms of from a science point of view, how do you look at alternative medicines? I mean, if it puts your mind at rest and you've got 150 euro to give away... Didn't. I didn't tell Joey about it, oh, to be honest with you, Ruth. Yeah, it's possibly not so No, I said then. I spent it in super value yeah. on nappies and whatnot. You know yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the bullshit of it, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like 150 quid will buy you, you enough. Bullshit. You're like buying placebo You're in buying a package. Is that, is, it, is that kind of yeah. what a scientist will look at it as? Yeah, I know, you are. You're buying placebo. And placebo's amazing. I yeah. mean, think about placebo. Because it's attention. It's great. But it's, it's like your brain fixing your body. Right. Because it believes it's going to get better. And the little needles? It's just, no, that's the, just no. the way you're getting your, no your placebo hit, though. Yeah. It could be any... I, I don't know, I just see it as... Like, there's a bullshit artist, right? And you go to the bullshit artist, and he gives you attention. And we all like attention. Mm. So you, get, you, you give him... He gives you attention, and then you go home, and you say, do you know something? I fucking feel better. Yeah. I've got attention. And you got, like, an hour instead of five yeah. minutes in the GP. And I an hour, and, and Terry oh, yeah. told me he can fly and shit. It was fucking exciting. Had a good time. Told me had sticky blood. I don't give a fuck about sticky blood, but all of a sudden I feel oh, like this guy cares about me. So you feel really good. You give him 150 quid. He says, do you know what else? You were going to do this 14 more times. Like, make it 20. <laughs> and there's a whole science. If it, would, if it was cheap, the placebo effect wouldn't be so strong. Really? So the more you pay, 
the more you feel the better. Oh my God, I wish my husband was here because I could tell him about that Louis Vuitton bag. I really wanted the thousand euro. We totally can't afford it, but it would make me feel so much better. Yeah. Oh, and is that good. true then? So the more the you more money pipe you into, your, into the sort of the bullshit, as I call it, the better, you actually do get better results. So. Exactly. I mean, even if you give people drinks to taste in paper cups and you, make the, you put a weight in the paper cup and it's exactly the same drink, if the cup is heavier, they'll say they prefer that drink. And that's your brain playing tricks on you. That's Because insane. it's associating quality with weight. That's incredible. So you've basically explained how they always win the Pepsi challenge. Because we all know Coke's better. <laughs> Again, right? I think you've cracked it. They, put so it they just give you cups? heavier Pepsi. Probably. Fucking hell. Or the sugar in Pepsi is heavier than Coke, maybe. Hmm? The sugar in Pepsi is heavier than They'll Coke. Just so maybe just pour more in. Oh, that's true. That Again, <laughs> that would be simpler would than be engineering simpler. a new I, kind I of atom. I overcomplicate things in my mind. Um, I, uh, before we do the animal stuff, yeah, I have I a question. Can I just ask you yeah. more about placebo? Because oh, I'm yeah. a bit fascinated about placebo. Yes. So is it true that placebo works even though you know it's just placebo? Yes. Does it? Yes. So does that mean that sort of... Mm, what, it's like it, a double bluff on your brain. Yeah. It's like even though you've been told... You're, I'm injecting you with water. The fact that you're going through a procedure, you'll still feel a little bit better. Not as good as you would have felt if you hadn't been told, but you get a bit of the placebo effect. And is that because you're getting that bit of attention, sort of, is it? Or is don't know? We don't really understand the absolute basis of placebo, but it's basically your brain is focused, your, your brain is making you feel better. So does it work the other way? If you go into a doctor and you feel, I'm all right, you know, and the doctor goes, you look fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Does it? Yeah, it does. You can it's actually like, get no SIBO. You're not it is called no SIBO. Is, is it called no SIBO? Well done you. You have a missed calling, BJ. <laughs> a missed calling. So it's actually called no SIBO yeah. that you can negatively affect someone's health by telling yeah, well, them they yeah. look shite. Yeah. But what? if someone says to you, though, that, that does happen, though. If someone says to you, even if you're not, they're like, well, like, I don't know, for, like, if I'm not wearing makeup, someone will go, God, you don't look very well. And you're like, oh, no, actually, I haven't been feeling great. It's just like you don't have makeup on. You just don't look like a normal human, like, functioning in society. That's all it is. Yeah, so does that, does that kind of explain, you know, when you look at, like, say, oh, I've got aunties, right? Yes. And they're always bollocksed. You know what I mean? But, but when you listen to them talking, it's always the same. It's the same conversation. How are you feeling? Oh, not very well. My lung is on fire, and my whole jazz a bit weird, and my gizzard is jiggling. And then the other one's going, that's nothing. Jesus, I swear I'm having nightmares. I can hear my ancestors are roaring in pain, and it's affecting my knees. So are they... <laughs> genuine question. Are they literally making each other ill? That might be a stretch, but a bit of positivity wouldn't go straight. Right, yeah, yeah. But they're not actually talking each other into feeling these bits like a anti-placebo thing. Yeah, I think there probably is a bit of that. You know, if you meet someone, as you said, Suzanne, and you're starting to go, yeah, actually, I've had this funny yeah. pain there, and you start going, oh, maybe I feel a bit funny there too, and then you start focusing on it and thinking about it, so yeah. So misery needs a friend kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when someone says, yawn, and you yawn, yeah. is that placebo or is that just bull? <laughs> no, that's actually, scientists don't really know why yawning is contagious. But what do you know? Like, you've said a couple of things now. We know. There's loads that we don't know. Like, to be honest with you, I'm thinking I could have gone down this science lark. Because I would have just gone, went to college, got a doctor, and just been like, to be honest, we just really don't know. Yep. Yep. But if you give us the funding, we'll try to find out. Ruth, you are 100% my type of gal. That's that's the glory of science, though, is nobody says we know. They always go, well, we know more than fucking you. (laughs) 
We don't know everything because we're still working on it, but we definitely know more than you. There's yeah. more work to be done and we need more money. Yes, obviously. <laughs> always, always looking for the funding. I'll just ask you about yawning again because I think it was wound up by scientists who once mm. told me on a show we did called Eureka uh, ages ago when we were doing the show and I was told that I could, that because yawning is contagious, mm. that I could make my dog yawn. Yeah. And I sat in the house looking at my dog <laughs> on my own going, hmm. <laughs> and the dog, I think if the dog knew how to report me to mental health services, it might well have. <laughs> The dog never yawned once. I mean, is it cross-species contagious? <laughs> or is that complete nonsense? I think if, it, if your dog yawns at you, you might yawn. Yeah, well, I think the other happen. way around. Yeah, that yeah, does yeah. happen. So do yeah, only yeah. humans contagiously I so, yawn? Yeah. I think so, what, And, yeah, why? We don't know. Again, yeah, I don't yeah, know. We don't know. We don't actually even really know why we sleep. I, I mean, was, well, was going to ask you this. We have ideas about why we sleep, uh, but we don't really know. So, yeah, so Jay, because I'm fascinated with this, right? Because mm. I wake up at five o'clock in the fucking morning and I'm always yeah. cranky. And I'm one of those people that, like, no matter how much you slept, I'm the asshole that goes, ha, two hours! Oh, I've only slept once this month, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> uh, but I, did re- I am really curious, what, what do we know? Like, what is the, what is the a b- a bit of knowledge we have on why we actually sleep? To, to, the, to this point, because I fucking wish I could avoid it. Yeah, so, I mean, we need to give the body time to kind of rest, and growth hormones are released during the night, so particularly for kids, that's why they need so much sleep. Because yeah, the while... shitheads don't. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They will be stunted yeah. if they don't. It'll yeah. serve them right. They'll be stunted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. two ears, Ruth. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Five. Do you want to, yeah. do you want to talk about you this? Win. <laughs> um, Go on. So growing is yes. really important, but then also like making memories, and I think that's maybe why you can't remember your dreams because when you're in the dreaming phase, you're kind of your brain is also working to lay down long-term memories. So all the stuff that happened during the day, it's like a computer trying to sort out all the files and say, well, that goes there and that goes there and that goes there, and then your brain is dreaming as well. But that stuff only ever gets into short-term memory; it never gets locked down, and that's why when you wake up and you've had a dream, you can't really remember it because your brain's been busy locking down all the stuff yeah, that yeah. happened during the day and sorting it out. Why can you right, remember that, nightmares then? Is it because they, they affect you? Because know, I can always remember my nightmares, but I can't necessarily fully remember all my dreams. Do you ever get that though? Like I had a nightmare last night, I could talk yeah. you through it. Fucking horrendous. Um, I won't pain you with it though. But like, you know with a dream when you have lovely dreams, you're, you wake up and you're like, oh, that was lovely. Well, what was it about? Yeah. See, this We're is... not quite sure. I, I'm going out, when I'm go, you know, you're going, men and women have this different thing, though. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, maybe it's just my experience, my anecdotal experience is that it's fucking gender based. But, you know, when you're, when you're going out with someone and they wake up and it's always, I had this dream and you were there and wait to hear it. And you're like, you don't have to tell me your fucking dreams. <laughs> you don't have to tell me your fucking dreams. I don't care, I don't care. And it was amazing. And then we were private eyes, right? And we got this helicopter and we were flying. And then my ma was in it, but it wasn't me ma. You know this? It was me ma, but it wasn't me ma. She was like a man, and she was a black man. And I knew it was me ma, though. And she was solving this crime. And then me dad came in with a machine gun, right? And he's like shot to shot, but all fish came out of the gun. I'm like, this is so fucking boring. That sounds and then, and then, And I'm still mad at you for what you did in the dream. I'm like, what the fuck? I was asleep. I was fucking asleep. You know, and, and you get this, and then you ask me what I dream about. And seriously, the last dream I had uh, that I remember, I was walking down Dunleary Pier, and I met me mate Collie, and I had an ice cream, and he said, how much is that? And I said, it was 250. <laughs> I didn't feel the need to share it, I'll be honest with you. But you did tonight, and that's nice. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but I have these really so do you think, do you think that we creative have... dreams. Like, does that say anything about you? Your dream? If you have these big creative dreams, or you have dreams like mine, which are like, you know, oh shit, I'm late. Uh, does it actually say anything about your thoughts or your creativity or anything? I don't think so. I think probably when the brain is under stress, you tend to get those really kind of mad dreams or maybe the nightmares. And we have a lot stress. going on. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, Ruth, don't we? Yes. So we, do we, are we better in our dream worlds than men, do you think? <laughs> I'm just wondering. If you say uh, uh, we're not quite sure, Ruth... <laughs> Uh, us, and, us and the unicorns. We okay. are. We're perfect. Speaking uh, of dreaming... Back to this non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of dreaming, um, just a question for, I don't know, like a friend. Um, can you die of lack of sleep? Of tiredness? Like, is it possibly that you, possible you could actually die of lack of sleep? Because I tell my husband all yeah. the time I am going to die with a lack of sleep. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, I'm tired too. I'm like, not as tired yeah. as I am. So I just want to know scientifically if I have an argument. You do. Amazing. You do. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, Give me more. We, we, it's obviously would be fairly unethical if we did an experiment and <laughs> decided to see if somebody would die. Yeah, um, crack all the same, depending on who it was. Yeah, I mean, so, I, could, I, could, I really could suggest a couple of people if so, you want to so, see so if we, they're we, up for it. We, we haven't done it on people. Right. As we do when we're not allowed to do things on people, we do them on other animals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no way, so what animal so, has been made to stay up all... Um, so if you take a, a rat, uh, normally they'll live for about two years... A rat that's not allowed to sleep. Will live for two years. Three weeks. Really? Oh, three, three I mean, weeks. that's rent to kill should get in on that. That, that's which? Rent to kill should get oh, in yes, on that. They should. Yeah, yeah. Just play just rave music. Rent to kill. Yeah. They just bring a DJ yeah. into your house. Three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> call him Mr. Vader. Call him Mr. Bun. Call him Mr. Walk the through the flesh. Like, I know so what I want, and I want it now. <laughs> they fucking written like the Pied Piper of your fucking rave. <laughs> they need that in Dublin now. There's a rat infestation. Do we? There's That's a fucking rat amazing. infestation. And in all Dublin the nightclubs and stuff. Man, those they just rats need to open the in. windows. That's oh. fucking insane. So three weeks. They will last three weeks yeah. listening to shitty. Or what, I'm, I'm presuming it's music. Like they're probably electric. What, yeah, what do you do? How do you keep them up? Not that we agree with animal testing, but yeah. for the purposes of science, how do you keep them up? I I, I would guess they just them or something yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. so it's if they look like, a little a bit like, like no. if they're looking a bit tired you're like yeah, yeah. okay Ronald <laughs> yeah wakey wakey and he's yeah. like yep. yeah, is yeah, there yeah. ever that though you're sitting around you're having these talks because I know this is ridiculous but it, you know you're sitting you go, we got to keep this rat awake for as long as possible <laughs> we got to keep this rat awake we need to see how long this thing is going to survive without sleep and somebody's going we're going to poke it poking's not going to work you know, poking's a bit volatile we don't know he could be resting he could be re- you know and then someone just goes give him loads of ecstasy rave tablets <laughs> I'm sure as the wig Saturday night. His eyeballs are just like, what? Like, there must be shit, like, you know, within science, there's obviously, like, those. Safe circle to drug the animals. No, no, but suggestions that are as off the wall as. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you were talking about the flies and depression. Yeah. And actually, one of the things that we've learned very recently about things like depression and also feeling great, we thought it was to do with humans and how complex we are and all our social behaviors and we want to be friendly. But a bunch of scientists gave MDMA to a group of octopuses to see what would happen. Right. Yeah. He would have totally made it, he would have yeah. put himself up for it. And octopuses, if you're I've interested... I've never taken drugs like in my life. But if, if I was an octopus, 
But if you're interested in animals, you might know like octopuses are really antisocial. They always like to be by themselves. DJ. Okay. They sometimes they, they they'll eat each other after eat one of them will eat the other after mating. They're really cranky. Talking about his personal life. Yeah, yeah. But what they did was they got these octopuses and they get, they put them in a solution of ecstasy and then they gave them a choice. They could go into a tank and it had different chambers. So they'd go into an empty tank. Yeah. They'd go into a tank with a little toy like a Star Wars figurine and octopuses like toys and things. Okay. Uh, or they could go into with another octopus that was in a, in a cage right. and when they'd been given the MDMA they go straight into the other octopus and they'd wrap their tentacles around the cage oh, they start they, they they started dancing in the cages they started playing with the water bubblers and spinning around you're fucking kidding no. someone filmed this right yeah, oh yeah. where can I find it What's YouTube <laughs> So this amazing. So what do they? So what they've learned is so, octopuses are like the friendliest but, but, drug but, takers. Yeah, but no. Well, see, octopuses. Their brain is mostly in their tentacles. Actually, they have this very simple brain in their body. And we thought that this behavior was really complex. Yeah. And it was all only humans can have this really complicated behavior. And we found out no. So did so, they get depressed off their faces then a couple of days after the MDNA? Like, I did you have any interventions or what happened? That wasn't in the paper, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. So then, well, yeah, I presume you tried something else on them after. After that, you're like, give him gear. <laughs> see what the, see what heroin does. One of their little tentacles up. He's got loads of arms. My needles fucking yeah. everywhere. He's <laughs> strung out to be a sorry lad. <laughs> so I got eight bleeding legs and I've only one vein in me head. <laughs> You just don't understand. They started it. Uh, but that's amazing. So, like, so what do they... So they've learned... And what does it tell us then about it? Like, what does it tell us... That, does it tell us octopus... It obviously tells us more than octopus... Are and just the depression side of things. Yeah, that, it yeah. tells us... Well, I mean, the reason why people have suddenly started looking at things like XD is for, for stress and post-traumatic stress disorder. But we... Obviously, before you're giving medication to people, you want to understand exactly how it's working and the side effects. And I guess all of those psychedelic drugs were a bit taboo, you know. Scientists weren't really allowed to study them because it was seen yeah. as... You know, you wouldn't get any money for studying things like that but now we're saying you know these could be useful and they might actually help people but so like with, with people with post uh, traumatic stress syndrome and stuff that mm. you, you you could give them MDNA and just see if that helps give them a little <laughs> I mean I don't I, have post traumatic stress I tell you about MDNA I tell us that's straightforward you go into someone post traumatic stress and they're like shook up and you go we've tried this on an octopus <laughs> <laughs> and if this doesn't work we've allowed a gear <laughs> That is my favourite animal fact ever, is that, like, octopuses are mad for MDNA. Yeah, that yeah. That is, like, that's incredible. But they do this, it's a study for medication for, yeah. for traumatic... Obviously, it's yeah. for a purpose, but just, like, for purposes of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Octopuses are mad junkies. Can't call them junkies, addicts. <laughs> I just love the idea that, there, you know, that there's animals out there and they're testing stuff on animals, and for a change, the animals are having a really nice fucking time. Yeah. You know, because nobody, you think of animal testing, you think, God, this is horrendous, and you see those pictures of a monkey with lipstick and shit, it's so disturbing. It's and a then great you see, shade, though. But then if you see a video of an octopus who's had a shitty life, you know, he's a cranky bastard, you know. Unsocial. And, and then all of a sudden he's wrapping his arms around, presumably the other octopus is equally into it. Is this uh, consent? And you just think, this is the best animal testing of all time. It's like testing chocolate drops on puppies. You shouldn't give puppies chocolate. I thought you were a dog person. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Trying to find the right one that won't make him oh, lactose right, okay. intolerant and <laughs> make him shit all over the kitchen floor. Which... Um, what was your question about the shark? Oh, yeah. Because we're on sh- animal facts now. Yeah, we really might as well keep going. Because we do this part of the show do called it. Animal Facts. Huh? Do it. Okay. Animal facts. Animal facts. We've got those animal facts. 
Animal facts, animal facts, we got those animal facts. There you go, you're not the thinking. <laughs> so, there's been a shark nursery found off the coast of Ireland. A shark nursery. There's no point in me saying what I think it is because it's lunacy. Because in my head, there's like a shark that's like Mary Poppins flying around with a bag. <laughs> uh, but tell us what it is. Exactly. It's because it's fascinating, right? Yeah, and this is something that was just found a few weeks ago. Basically, they were sending boats out for like sail for a day off the west coast and then go down about 750 meters. And they've been looking around at the seabed to see what's there. And suddenly, they just came across the the seabed was covered in shark eggs, mermaids' purses. So it looks like kind of a leathery little pillow sitting on the bottom of the seabed. And then there's all of these sharks swimming around on top. Uh, now, they're quite small sharks. They're only about... Well, yeah, what kind of shark are we talking here? They're blackmouth cat sharks, was the, the sharks are that were swimming around. Are they They look a bit like a dogfish, which is not that exciting. Yeah. But... But it's still a shark. It's still a shark. But... So, so, and all these... There's, there's thousands of these guys teeming around. And the, the eggs are basically on a dead coral reef. So we have coral reefs in Ireland. Yeah. Um, we have this black coral, cold oh, water wow. coral. So they, they, the sharks uh, put their eggs there, and then there's a living coral reef not that far away. So there's no Mary Poppins, I'm afraid. When the little sharkies hatch, they're on their own. But they have this coral reef close by, so they just zoom okay. over there. But then they also found this uh, sail fin rough shark, which is a much bigger shark that looks... Is he rough? He looks rough. He looks <laughs> like a cross between a pig and a shark. But I mean, is he rough as in a bit, a bit, a bit of a wrong one? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Does he have teeth? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm just wondering if we've anything to fear in British Bay. It's you know. No. I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm well, wondering. Well, that's like, the best thing about the, the, the probably, We have the biggest sharks in the world. And they have no fucking teeth. But that's like, what I'm saying. Well, maybe these lads do. And, and we, we probably to... will have about ten new species of shark over the next decade because they're all moving How up from the med. Okay, the water's getting warmer. Yeah, yeah, they're all moving up from the med. So. There's a few of the, the big famous guys could be coming our way in the next while. Well, oh, do you know what? It, make, it would make a change. Do you know what? I'd be into that because if it means that fungi gets a fucking break. <laughs> fungi. Have you heard of fungi? There's a few of them gone I've down the toilet. With all the years, well, you it? haven't swung with you've swung with one of the fungies because they're replacing that lad. They have a whole theory on that. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, but I would be delighted because I feel that he needs a rest. So I think if you got a couple of sharks down to carry, give everybody a bit, bit more to go out and see and give Fungi mm. be like, you take, lads, take it from here. I'm just going to head over uh, here and have a beer. Dolphins are overrated anyway, I reckon. <gasps> I know it's horrible, but yeah, whatever. They, aren't they known to like, you know, fiddle with people? We'll get back to the sharks in a second. Well, I don't, don't I think no one to like, isn't there all those videos of people scuba diving and stuff and the next thing the dolphin really is out and they're like giving a bit of... And Ruth, can, I believe this is not within maybe, your remit. Maybe the, so. Yeah, maybe the divers just wrong place, wrong time, you know. I don't think so. I think dolphins are actually sex pests of the sea. I think they kind of are. I actually think I might be on some. Has anybody else heard that now? You're all just dolphin lovers. I'm telling you. It's going to happen. So you'd prefer to encounter a great white than a dolphin sex pest? Well, I think, I, I'm not, yeah, if I had like a spare seal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. B- BYOS when you're going swimming now in Britain. <laughs> yeah, your own bring seal. your own seal. Scrap yeah, one up. I don't want to hurt you anyway. Like, apparently they don't really? even like us. Yeah, Tell that to the people who've been attacked. Hmm? They didn't really want to hurt you. No, I don't think they did. No, no, they they, they think we're seals or they don't think we're even nice. They bite into us and go, Poof. Fucking, yeah. I'm not a bastard and human. Yeah, no. I think they don't even think we're nice. The reputation is not really, yeah, it's a bit over, overdone. Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, Jaws yeah. was caught, wasn't Jaws slated by yeah. actual uh, it has been. Yeah, yeah. marine people for yeah. saying that it, was, it painted the sharks in a terrible light? And even the people that made Jaws now have said, we wish we, we contributed so much to the decimation of this species. Oh, really? We wish we hadn't made it. 
Yeah. And hence why I'm asking if those sharks are scary. So made an impact on me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so back to the shark. Yeah. Yes. Back You're to the, the big fella. Yeah. yeah. So the slightly We digress from time to time. Yes. You may have noticed that at this stage, but go on. Well, no, it's just it's so, so exciting for Irish science because we're totally bang on trend, you know, with baby sharks just being everywhere at the baby moment. And suddenly Irish shark. science do, 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 found do, do, do. thousands of these baby sharks. And it's like, as, as Irish scientists, we're all very excited. So you know. we are essentially You just know the, baby the people shark. that found them did that, don't you? They were like, baby. We do it. <laughs> baby shark. Do, 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 baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> the Coast Guard compass. How is Lance not we weren't doing it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big day for us all. Yeah, yeah. You guys just you said that's a that's a kind of really exciting. These things happen, and do you all send each other like a tweet or an email and go sharks? <laughs> and you're like, yes. That, that, is that like how it happens? Like and um, before before we <laughs> let that, you go, yeah. and I hope it hasn't been too short. I wanted to talk about evolution because so many questions. Um, Brace yourself. No, we're not going to do that. Do you know what? Genuinely, we don't have time. Um, and I was going to talk about fatty diets as well, just real quickly, because my friend uh, PJ here mm. is does well. He used to be vegetarian. Vegetarian is not anymore. He eats his friends now. Um, but he goes to real fatty, fatty diets. Mm. So in terms I of do, our, I do not. I've never been on a fad diet in my life. Well, you were only eating like I don't know those vegetables and whatnot, like and not eating chocolate and wouldn't drink and we're zero. Not drinking fat. and not eating chocolate is not a fad diet. <laughs> I just no, like, you were only eating. I just like, don't like eating shit. And didn't eat any type That's of That's an Irish away. fad diet. That's amazing. I've never been on a fad diet in my fucking life. Weirdo doesn't drink a fad diet. I fucking fad diet in Ireland is not being pissed out your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> your point? I suppose you cut out tea and biscuits as well, did you? No, it, no, no, it, no I just, I, like, I, I go to, the, how the fuck did I end up the bad guy here? Explain yourself. Uh, no, I don't do fad diet, I just keep fish. I, like, I keep yeah, but fit. you wouldn't eat, like, any takeaways, you didn't eat bread, you were just no, constantly eating eggs. I don't like bread, I think bread's and like cake. And, uh, it, exactly, and what's wrong with cake? And it's I, delicious. Yeah, and I don't like eating takeaways. Anyway, fad diets. Fucking fad diet! <laughs> just eating away doing me fucking thing that's different to her. It's a fad. Four years down the road, fad. Um, but how, like, how genetically, like, in terms of our bodies and stuff, how dangerous are they? Like, are you know, if like I would always say, you know, if you had something big coming up or whatever, you know, a good virus um, or a fad diet. Yeah. Now she's painting my diet as fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. incorrect or it obviously depends how extreme it is. Right, okay. You kind of see if you sort of take a scientific approach. That's what we were and looking you look for. At any of these diets, you'll sort of see sneakily you're probably eating less calories, and that's kind of the trick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, eating less calories and moving more is sort of the the, the secret. Yeah. Uh, to most diets so they're, they're, in all of these diets it, it's something like that hidden in all of them nearly so does that fall somewhere into placebo as well do you know like because I have all of Joe Wicks's books all of them huh? I feel fucking fantastic whose I books ha- Joe Wicks I have all of his books who's he now he's the fucking lean and 15 Joe Wicks he's, has, does anybody else know who Joe Wicks is a bo- he's the body coach yeah the body coach and that is lean and 15. He's a beaut, let me tell you. Now, huh? There, yes, it's a Lucy B. With the Lucy B. Anyway, he... 
goes on his Instagram. <laughs> listen, I'm going to explain to you. He goes on his Instagram account and he makes his dinners in 15 minutes. But now he has a whole host of books, and I have all five of those books, Ruth, and I feel fantastic. I've never used them, cooked anything out of them. I don't like most of the ingredients. She had page 35 last night. <laughs> picture of a beef casserole but like is there this weird thing that if we think that we kind of buy into that there's a weird placebo that we like that placebo factor from earlier on that you kind of go because you're somewhere in it you go yeah I feel better already I actually yeah. think I've lost weight just by buying the book <laughs> were they very heavy when you carried them out <laughs> yeah. it's five of them to be fair like you know and a DVD probably I don't probably. have a DVD probably, player, prob- probably not yeah. Weight's so, a lot of bullshit you know, anyway, though, isn't yeah, it? Weight is it like, is. you're basically a relationship with gravity. That's basically all your weight is. Or it's not telling you your health. But apparently, like, you know, because the, uh, what's it called? The index thing? The body mass index. Body mass index. Mm. Because according to the body mass index, I am morbidly obese. Yeah. Morbidly obese. I guarantee you I'm not. Uh, but, uh, like, more, cause, so it's, if, well, there has to be a we, better and way. We, and we are learning more. So before, like, ten years ago, we would have said, if you, if you ate, if, if Suzanne ate a piece of bread and PJ, you ate a piece of bread, it would have the same effect on both of you. Like, we know now that's not true. Yeah. So it is a bit more complicated than just, you know, the same food affects everyone in the same way. And that's probably partly your genetics, but partly it's the trillions of bugs that live inside you and oh. the way they impact on your diet. The trail of what did you say? The, tr- the, the trillions of bugs and, and microbes that live inside you. Because they're involved in, they're, they're sort of eating what you eat. I'm oh, not great. Oh, are, you, are you fucking serious? So hold on, this. So there's stuff inside us that tells us how the food is going to react. Well, it's one of the ways that our food is broken down by all these bugs inside you. And that we all have different bugs. Yeah. Depending on what we eat and how we were born and loads of other things. Mine, I'd say, my bugs are, mo- I'd say, it's are not mostly made up by eggs rockets. <laughs> it's, one big one. It's just one big Living one. Inside. All right, Fred. I call him Fred. Fred loves a McDonald's now, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Mine hasn't just eaten. Sorry for that. <laughs> Every time often he tries to sneak out and go get back in, you fucking sneaky little. <laughs> Without you, I'm going to have all these calories to myself. Just not. <laughs> So then in that, do your genetics make... So then, like you were saying about, obviously, because of that, like the BMI, you would be obese or whatever. But, yeah. like, so some people, like, will put on weight in certain situations or just naturally, you know, are a certain weight. Is that your genetics? So, like, obviously, I'm thin, and people will be like, oh, you stupid bitch, I bet you don't eat. I'm like, well, I have to. Like, I'd be dead otherwise. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And in fairness to her, I remember when we worked together, she used to come in with microwave Chinese in the morning. We worked on breakfast, just to point that out. Like, lunchtime is, like... 10 o'clock in the morning and I love Chinese yeah. Yeah. Well, yes so I'm, so I'm just backing up a point yeah. basically that yeah. she, uh, she and, 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 I eat and, crap. Pro- and probably 15 or 20 years ago if you'd asked a scientist they would have said no it has the same effect on everyone but I think we actually know more now what people were saying was you know I can eat this and I, I don't put on weight and somebody else does and your metabolism all of these things are different and, and there's more you know there's more differences there in how we process food than we thought but still in the grand scheme of things and if you step back and look at the bigger picture if you eat Mars bars and Chinese all day long and you never move, not good. Yeah. Ruth. Is there a way of knowing? <laughs> I'm going to put that in the we're not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a way of knowing and finding out? Like, that you, is there a test you can do where they're going to go, yeah, yeah, like, oh, like it's Suzanne, you've won. You can have oh, thanks, X amount of you know, McDonald's and chocolate bars and knock yourself out, have a couple of litres of Pepsi. PJ. I'll be careful yeah. having a bag of hula hoops. So you can basically have an, an implant, an implant put into you, which will test your blood sugar for you know a few weeks, yeah. and then re- you record everything that you eat. 
and you can see the impact on your blood sugar of sushi or a Mars bar or whatever, and you can get a personalised bit of feedback to say, well, look, actually, you should really steer clear of this stuff because for you, that's not good. That's the unluckiest person in the world, isn't it? Raw fish makes them fat. I'd be like, what the fuck, chance? <laughs> I had sushi. The fuck, chance? That's when you just give up and go, just give me a fucking McDonald's. I don't I, Honestly, I think if I did that, they'd be like, it's a miracle, A, you're not diabetic. And then the other one, they'd just be like, my, I think, again, they'd go back to that, the glue blood. I think we would fall yeah. back to that. There, there, like, there is those no. miracle people, though. There is. You know, we've all, Are you saying I'm a miracle person? Yeah, 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 you might be one of those miracle people. Because there is those miracle people, those people that, you know, like there's people that, that spend their time getting fit and they work out and they train and they do all the eat right. And then one day they just walk out and just drop dead in the front garden. And then there's those... Bastards who just sit in a pub for like 103 years and then they're like going, What's some fucker from RTE sticks a mic in front of them out and goes, What's the secret to a long life? And he's like, Um, a pint of Guinness every day and a a Mars bar and fresh bread shoved up your hole and don't take too much shit from the missus. What the fuck is this? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. He's a jammy fuck that should have died years ago. Shout the cunt now. This is fucking rubbish. Yeah, you know it's is complete that just good crap. genetics? And we all have to pretend, oh, isn't he great? He's not great. He's the luckiest alcoholic in the world. <laughs> yeah, so, like, do, so, so do some of our, our genes are better, like, being an alcoholic, like, or for, in my case, in taking a lot of sugar. Like, am I, like, a sugarholic kind of thing, but I have good genetics that can cope with it? Well, they haven't caught me yet, but fuck me, it's going yeah. around the corner because I've talked about it tonight. Yeah, I mean, all of our genes, you know, it's a bit of what hand you get given, you get given, and you just have to do your best with what you've got. Yeah, just play the cans, yeah, cards you have. Because, like, have. the sugar's mental addictive, though, as well, right? Or is it addictive? Is that something that people just say now? I'm addicted to sugar. No, you're not. You just fucking love Turkish delight. Uh, the scientific community is a bit divided on this Oh, one. really? Oh, really? There's some scientists who would be in the camp of it's toxic and addictive and everything, but I think... Probably most scientists would say that the problem was just our Western diet's just so full of sugar. And when you start putting sugar in everything, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, because you're just eating so much of it. And Kill then everything choice. tastes like shit when you take the sugar out. Yeah. And the first day you like have a bowl of porridge. When it's in savoury food. and <laughs> Like, what am I in prison? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Um, my last question, I promise, is, is about genetics. And we're just talking about kind of... So I have really bad eyesight like horrendously bad eyesight and it's my dad's family fuckers oh and my brothers don't have but like i i am not kidding like i'm clinically blind apparently like i'm minus a minus eight minus eight and a half um it's it gets really really blind so i i constantly trick my kids and leave stuff down because i want to see do they fall over because i'm waiting to see like how they're going to do so where do you get most of, i know it's true um a&E are looking into it, I, I don't know. Um, but, like, genetically, when obviously we have children or from our parents, do, does one lead? Do you know what I mean? Like, because my dad gave me a bag of shit of genetics in terms of my eyes. Like, I got all the stuff that his family had. My other two brothers are like, no, Glenn carries weight, but, you know, that's, that's about it. Like, you take it. I'd, be able to, I'd like to be able to see. Do you know? Yeah. Take it. It's 50-50, I'm afraid. For really? Mom and dad. Did I just so get maybe, unfortunate? Maybe inside... You're just like your mom. Maybe, maybe the gluey blood. Oh yeah, her, you know, <laughs> she could have gluey blood. But, but on the eyes, I think, because it is, it is genetic. Yeah. there's a big component. But 
the good news, and this was only out in the last couple of weeks, that getting outside for two hours a day into natural light can have a huge impact because basically your eyeballs get too long if you're short-sighted. That's, That's what, what I happens. Am. Yeah. yeah, so you get your eyeballs basically sort of front to back get too long, so they sort of go sausage-shaped instead of round, and then the light can't focus on I have your a rugby, at the back. I have a rugby-shaped eyeball. Exactly. Sausage Just eyes But getting outside. Couldn't even get a fucking pair. Get outside in daylight and get your kids. Get your kids outside in the daylight. Tell them they won't be able to see you if they don't. Go. Joe, you'll come home. Why are the kids out the back gardens? <laughs> Mummy's trying to fix her eyes again. <laughs> Their eyes, not not your eyes. Yeah. Oh, so I've just. I won't fix your eyes. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, Ruth. <laughs> oh, why have you locked the kids in the garden, Suzanne? I'm watching telly. They're out making me eyes rounder. It's a fucking glorious day. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for being so patient oh. and being so, so unbelievably Thanks sound. For me. Amazing. Uh, Your kids will have eyes like slithers coming in at the end of next summer. <laughs> They'll be able to see, won't they? Um, Ruth, you were an absolute gem. Thank you. Dr. Ruth. Should I call you by Dr. Ruth yeah. all the time? Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. There you go. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks so much. Anyway, we, we just enjoy talk. We enjoy talking Ruth a lot more. Than we talk, not, not, not we talk. Oh, Jesus Christ! I meant, PJ. I meant we, we were supposed to spend like half that time, so we'll just get stuck straight into the next guest, right? Because we're going from like uh, genetics to physics, and this man is the most scientific-looking man <laughs> I have ever seen. This is a, like this is there is no if doubt. It was when a stereotype. Yeah, okay, right, Shane. Doctor, I keep just calling them by their first names yeah. and they're real life doctors. Dr. Shane Bergen is going to join us on stage. <laughs> Might just get a, a couple of. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Uh, so uh, thanks a million for coming. Uh, I, I just love that when I looked at your, um, your Twitter profile, it was like to find out what you do, that the first thing you're so proud of is that you play the ukulele. Yeah. It's not physics. <laughs> Not physics, so I, like... I'm in a ukulele band with other physicists. Oh, are Stop you really? it. Yeah. What are you called? The normal modes. Oh, mate, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? It's a physics joke. So do you do, like, science... <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, we so were going to be called string theory, but then somebody said, we're not theorists, so we were like, no, let's just go with the Yeah, don't take thing. their yeah. names, man. <laughs> Uh, so do you do science-y songs? Science-y songs, fuck's sake. Song, like songs relating to science? Or? We have done, yeah. We've rewritten a couple of popular songs and changed them Hit into science what, version. Hit me like, give us a little taster, if you will. Uh, no Jesus pressure. gone completely blank That's now okay, we can come ones, back to it, no panic. <laughs> you, know, you know, they might be giants. Do you know they might be giants? Yeah. Well, you know their song about the sun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's fucking like my favourite science song ever. And it's written already. There we go. That's in our next album. But I wish you I was able to try and play it now. Because, I mean, you know, the sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic <laughs> nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is changed into helium at a temperature of Don't millions of degrees. The sun is hot. Oh, oh, it's not a place where we could live. But here on Earth, without its heat, fucking something could not live. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
That's so, also like completely accurate. Everything in that song is like bang on. Is it really? Oh, Shane, really. we have a lot to get through then because I got sun. That <laughs> uh, was the sun. But... You're made of stardust. Hmm? Is made... that true? Yeah, or... it is. is absolutely. That... No, absolutely. I love this. Shane is going like it's this straight in, the... no kiss, and he's like, "You are made, are made of stardust." Yeah. Seriously, you. I've Talk always to me, wondered though, because that is one of those things that you see written what down, is and you think, and it's like, and you think it is like, you know, those wankers that oh, I bought you a star, or oh, I bought you a mountain on the moon, you know, that's, and they have a certificate, and then at the end, at the end, like, so you are literally made of star. That is actually true. That you are made of stardust is an actual fact, not just some I romantic ha- sorry, notion. Shane, as somebody who has birthed two children, how did I stardust them in there? Like what? <laughs> that, that the whole other area, but. Oh. <laughs> No, not, not. Tell me how I'm made of stardust. So you're made up of stuff called atoms, right? And all those things where, like you said in in your song, right? The hydrogen turns into helium. Yeah. And that's the fusion in the sun. So it's literally taking two bits of hydrogen and sticking them together and making a new element, a new atom. And it keeps doing that. And our sun is is in the middle of its its life. Uh, It's kind of boring as stars go. And it's it's just churning out the helium. And eventually it'll run out of hydrogen to turn into helium. And it'll start doing the next thing on on the periodic table. And it'll go and go and go and if our sun were big enough it would get to the element iron which is number 26 and then things are going to go absolutely pear-shaped at that point so what's that what is going to happen at that point because that's a pretty big moment for us right it would be yeah so we'll be long gone at that stage are you sure i've got good genetics um yeah we'll be deaf unless we've a way to leave the solar system the sun is going to get so big that it it, like we'll basically where we are here will be inside the sun so um it's shane i'll be honest with you I'm really struggling. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You are so intelligent, and I am. Fuck me. He hasn't like, even started. No, I know. And I like. I'm looking at my questions, going, "Don't ask him that." <laughs> no, come on. What is it? Don't ask us there. All right. Uh, well, can we start with the basics? Yeah. And then get to the big stuff. Um, the moon. Yeah, the moon. I love the moon. Really? Yeah. Okay, so let's start with that. I apologize in advance. Shane, I'm not so sure about the moon, and I'm not so sure we were ever there. Because, stick with, uh, relax. Stick with me on this. If we... You can see that physically hurt him a little bit. <laughs> like a little bit. He kind of had to not jerk when he heard it. But no, but Shane, if we went up and, and put the flag that in pictures fluttered, but there's no wind up on the moon. I don't know, I haven't been there, so I can't confirm. But there's no wind on the moon and whatnot. Then why don't we go there all the time? Now, look, I understand that they're saying that there's not a lot to do there, but there's fuck all to do in Leash. Well, and look, I we, like going to Leash. Look, so, we know Tala's there. How many times have we fucking go to that place? So you know, I'm just, <laughs> I find it a bit odd that we, you know... For a place that's meant to be so exciting, why didn't we go? Why back? don't we go back? Well, and also, reason, I think he's a big fat liar. The only reason we went to the moon in the first place, and we did go, right? The only and I can you tell sure? you, I give good reasons why. Okay. The only reason we went was, like, when I say we, the only reason the Americans went people? is my people <laughs> is that your they brethren. wanted to get there before the Russians. It was completely just like you know, you're my, just trying to piss the Russians exactly, off. Exactly, my okay. rocket's bigger than your rocket, kind of mentality. Is it? <laughs> Okay. And so the reason I know that like people went to the moon is they put something there called a retro reflector. So it's a big mirror. And so we can shine a laser from Earth to the moon and it comes back. 
And using that, we're able to tell how far the moon is away exactly. And I can tell you, it's a bit shocking. The moon is actually leaving. So the moon is getting further and further and further away from us. Is it because shitheads like me keep saying that it's not? <laughs> <laughs> it's upset. It's upset. It's upset. <laughs> yeah. If that's the way you feel about the it. The moon's upset. Um, but why don't we go there, Shane? It's like, too I expensive. But it's, but it's, sorry, uh, no, Richard Branson, absolutely loaded, mad to get up there um, and whatnot. And still, like, there's, there's, like, I would say this about some rich people, they're very fucking stupid and they've nothing else to do with their money. So, like, if I was really rich, I wouldn't go to the moon, but I'd pay, maybe, for people I didn't like to send them. So it's, I'd it just say seems like... So you want it to be the next Australia penal colony is essentially it. Eh. Like... Imagine I mean, someone gets caught shoplifting in town. That's it. The moon. <laughs> fucking moon. Then they'll come back as their own nation later speaking, all right? <laughs> I'm a fucking moony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking thought you got rid of us, you can't. Now we're fucking. Now we're fucking blocking the sun. <laughs> no more fucking sun for you, you shits. Like, fucking shackle draggers, like we are. <laughs> Would you like to go to the moon? Absolutely not. Why no. not? Is it not your, I don't know, Mecca? No, not at all. <laughs> <I'm in> Mecca. <laughs> Struggle with Science a word is there. not a religion. Like, so <laughs> Wait, I, I, to be honest with you. I'm <laughs> I don't know. To other Scientologists. No, you know what, is like, that your thing? I don't know. The go reason like, I think that people might go back to the moon is there's a lot of minerals up there. They might start mining the moon, but there are laws that govern outer space. There's something called the Outer Space Treaty. Um, we can't which, even get fucking Brexit oh, and they've an outer space treaty. No, this, yeah. this sounds great. This is very sci-fi sounding. Right, you know, yeah. but it, it's like, unlike most treaties, everyone signed it because like, nobody thought it was going to make any difference. So it basically says you're not allowed to own anything in space. You can't lay claim to anything in space. Um, so if you're going to, and the only place that it kind of comes into, into play is if you're sending up a satellite. And Ireland is about to launch its very first satellite. There's friends of mine in UCD Ooh. that are building one. Fair amazing, play to yeah. them. That's amazing. Air, AirSat. It's probably about the size of that microphone. And what is AirSat going to do? It's well, a, I can't go on that. That's it's an educational tool mainly. So they're like, it's the building of the process uh, that's, that's predominantly the, the big deal with it. But there's going to be an aerial up on the roof of the physics building in UCD. Until and it's some fucker decides that's having a go. quite possible yeah. yeah well you know you physicists I just wish they'd make it bigger because I mean I know it's totally irrelevant but the sort of macho idiot side of me thinks that like when you've seen what the Americans and the Russians have put up there and then we're putting up something the size of that <laughs> it's like the little you do trophy. start thinking the Irish space race ladies and gentlemen <laughs> I did win a trophy for under sevens football that was slightly bigger than the satellite you just have to get really close it to it. It has begun. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you, you think exactly they just put a it in a big leaf. shell that looks like it's a bigger satellite. But, <laughs> yeah. but I know it's totally right. But that is a, it's a big deal to get it up there, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like, why don't we like send a, I don't know, like a webcam or something? Do you know, like we have the internet. I like, you know, someone sends up, someone up with a blogger on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? I just, it would make, I just, I just don't get it. Do you but know, like <laughs> one of the biggest uh, Parts or like one of the biggest successes of the space program was it got a lot of Americans into science, right? So like there's a Again, whole Again, this is why I think it could be a bit of a ruse, Shane. A bit of a ruse. Yeah. Why? Because it got you people into it. They were like, that's what we needed, people to get involved. You know, like they get you to sign up for whatnot, like I don't know, like your Tesco Super Club card, and then you never go to Tesco. <laughs> but they have you in. 
Do you know? But they why exactly would they want you in? It's not like they're selling space hats and T-shirts. Like, the story uh, was about finding incorrect. out I think what's you'll find out they there. Are. You know, how big the universe is. My thing for conspiracy theories is... Yes. Have you seen the people that run those organisations? Do you think they're smart enough to have come up with a, a, like, a, a mad theory and have th- thought about it to that level of detail that they're able to fool most of the people? Like, I just do you want me to answer that correct, like, truly? Yeah, do. Well, yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's face it. You're probably very right, and I'm probably very, very wrong. But until somebody goes up on, like, a lunar holiday... Or they won't know. Is we won't know, saying? yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? on a lunar holiday, is that what you said? If someone goes on, maybe went on a little lunar holiday, or just, you know, went, goes and... You know, I just want to know are these things possible, because, it's like, it's 50 years, right? <clears throat> 1969, was it? Yeah, yeah. so, so that next July, it's 50 years. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Cathy told me that. Um, but like that... But why do you need a webcam? Like, there is an easier way to see the moon. Do you know what, actually... Look out the fucking window. Ireland, what's had, going on up there. Ireland had a piece of moon rock, and we lost it. I know. That's yeah. fucking irresponsible. In, in the yeah. fingers dump. Do you know the story? No. This, is a, this is a terrible... So who was that? Country, who did that? Every, well, th- that's debatable, but every country got... Point the finger, Shane. <laughs> There was Just a don't lie, bless us. And a couple of builders were clearing out the. Uh, yeah, so. But in fairness, it was probably the Celtic scientists' Tiger. fault for it. No, no, this is way back. Oh, oh no, this is way back. This yeah. Is, this so is every country got a worked. piece of, of moon rock, right? Which actually looks like Lanzarote, basically, is the nearest thing to the surface of the moon, right? In I've terms of there. the way it looks. That kind of, you know, when you're driving across Lanzarote and it's yes. all like the, the, the lava stuff. Yeah. And, and tell I'm not a the geologist. Love. And uh, yeah, so that kind of looks like the surface of the moon, I'm told. And uh, they. Ireland, like every other country, got a small piece of moon rock. Ours was given to the Dunsink Observatory to keep it safe. There was some sort of a fire out there, right. and it wasn't like put in a safe, and so it was just thrown in with the rubble. So now it's buried in a dump in Finglas. Isn't that deadly? I know. <laughs> I know, and I know the lad who works in the dump there. I know. Right? Yeah. His name is Shane Bradley, right? Is he looking for it? <laughs> he is not looking for it because he knows it's the most. It's never going to be found. But How still, to this it? day, people turn up and go, can we just have a look around? Because in the, it was in the paper, I think last year or the year before, because it was some anniversary of the fire or whatever, and they started turning up again. He's there going, these fucking idiots are turning up <laughs> with picks and shovels at the Finkless dump. Going, We're just going to have a look for the moon rock. He's like, you're fucking... It's you're never. It's in landfill. He should Meanwhile, charge them then. <laughs> yeah, he, he, has it, he has it in his in his office on a on a little shelf, just looking out, going, the perfect crime. Yeah, but they still turn up looking for it. They still want to go. Do you it. know, if we didn't have a moon, we probably wouldn't have life on Earth. And so, a friend of mine called Alini, she works in in Trinity Physics. She's looking for what we call exomoons. These are moons around planets and other solar systems. And she she's figured out a way of spotting them. Obviously, you can't see them with the with the telescope because they're right. tiny and they don't give off light so she needs to like look in other more sophisticated ways and she's looking for these exoplanets that's planets around different suns and she's kind of trying to whittle down which of those planets might have life on them so so this so i had a question i was like what so what's the deal like does she reckon are we alone are we not alone like so, Does she of have course we're not sure. They were seeing in Kerry there the other night, yeah. weren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like the British <laughs> Airways captain said that they reported UFOs on, was it Friday night? It was fungi. It was fungi. It was fungi. But isn't that because the, they said they saw UFOs just there the other night? And, yeah. uh, but of course, that, that could be. Anything. But there was that an aurora the other night, Russians. wasn't there? Hmm? There, was a, there was an aurora scene in Ireland the other night. Uh, so maybe it was the Northern Lights. 
Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, is that possible? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, when the sun was very active. Carrie, you could see Yeah, that. yeah, definitely. So, there was, there was a big event called the Carrington event back in the 19th century, and the aurora was so strong that you could see it as far south as Hawaii. So, occasionally, you can get these, like, and it would, it would look magnificent, but, like, but if that happened today in the world, like, this was, like, a once every couple of thousand years, yeah. you're talking every piece of electronics being dead. Completely. I know. Yeah, everything. I feel like that as well. So, gone. Gone. Why? Every piece of electronics. Because, yeah. That's fucking, that's, how is there not a movie made about, that's the best plot to a film ever. This thing happens, no electronics, and we're step, looking at each other and having to cope with actual humanity again. It was like white 2 <laughs> How horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. But where would you get stuck, you see? You know, you'd like, you assume in all these movies, everyone's going to just be at home. It'd just be like, imagine you'd be stuck in work or something. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I know. get out the door. <laughs> that's yeah. even more horrifying. <laughs> I fucking hate these people. Oh, I should say my students are here and I don't hate them. So. <laughs> she doesn't want to get stuck with you. So do, 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 do we do we think ultimately we are, it's just us, or is there... We're, we're looking actively. Like, so okay. I, I would say that if, if there's so many scientists who spend their entire careers looking, right. they're, not, they're not just kind of looking for the crack, right? They have well, some sort of a hypothesis about why they're looking. We haven't found life uh, extra, uh, on the other planets, obviously we know that. Okay, yeah. But I, my sense is that it is only a matter of time. But but right, really? Jesus, shame! My stomach did a oh fuck, they're coming. But as to what? How we do we find, prepare? Now, yeah, and that is find, controversial. Yeah. Like, That's what I'm always wondering. If we find something, it's no no nothing to say it's going to be intelligent. Like it, it, it could be certainly like a large be. pigeon. Yeah. It'll it'll be a lump of of like probably a single cell if if it's something like that, right? So yeah. The the like. The fact that our, and again, speaking as a fist, that we went from singular, single cellular life, that's just like, you know, a bacteria, to something that's multicellular like us, really complex, that was a big leap. So the fa- if that were to happen elsewhere, is quite improbable. But the, the big thing is, there's a lot of planets out there. And the, like, the universe is vast. So the likelihood of it being there is quite high. The likelihood of us seeing it is not so high. So they're just Wouldn't doing it be their great thing if we and we're a planet full of like really emotional octopuses fucked out of their brains in ecstasy. <laughs> I also we've got one of you down on earth. <laughs> we we have an MDMA story from our lab as well. Jesus, oh, you're all at it. This I have to hear. So I, I was working on my PhD and I was drawing chemical structures. You know, you'd see like the, just the drawings, right, of what a chemical looks like. And I, I was talking to a chemist friend and I said, I need this chemical to do a certain job. I says, it won't work. I says, there's something similar to it, like a cousin of it. And she said, yeah, 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 get this and drew it for me. So I, I, was, I just went into one of the they lads in the store and I said, do we them. have this? And to where did you go? Like down to your local pharmacy? No, no, in, there's a special place oh, in I the college. Oh, I thought you were down in like Clare And I had to order it on online right so I went on to the chemical company and I was like can I have this and then a couple of days later I got a call from the guards right (laughs) yeah Um, and they were like "Uh, why are you so and so yeah are you the guy ordering the uh, MGMA and I was like what I was like no I didn't order anything like that and he goes it says here you ordered a chemical and he named it I'm not going to ask you rumour is rumour is there's an illegal ukulele rave going (laughs) But you know what? Fair play to the guards. They gave it to us. They gave us two liters. Well, they allowed us to have two liters of it as long as I didn't tell anyone about it. It's no longer there, right? And (laughs) we had to keep it in a locked fridge. A locked fridge. You can get locked fridges. Yeah, yeah. they have right. them in. They have them in offices all around the country. They're fuck all you, Shane. People's lunches still. Imagine it. I, like, Is that you, you keep your MDMA? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't, Shane? 
students of UCD, there is nothing in his fridges. They're in tomorrow, like open it up all your fridges to try and check. So, but what did you do with it? Like, did you just? It worked. It, 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 it did. It. it did the chemical thing we wanted to do, and we wrote a paper about it. And so sorry, what chemical thing did you want to do? Please tell me you sold it when you were finished with it. Please. I just love the ukulele walking around here. So you want some liquid? Liquid gold right here, still in the sealed fridge. <laughs> Seal broken only once. <laughs> so you, you didn't soak octopuses. What did you do with it? So we, we were, it's, this is the boring bit. We were trying, we had these materials called carbon nanotubes. They're like, they look like dry spaghetti, oh. except it's incredibly long. Okay. And these, these, yeah, exactly. It's boring. So it's not, because if you, if you make it like normal for me, then I can picture it. So what we work. were trying to do is we were taking bundles of these dried spaghettis that were all stuck together and we needed a solvent, something that would pull the bundles apart. Boiling water. That's always worked for me. You, I'll be honest. There you go. Do you know what? Actually, I was going to laugh at you, but that is the most sensible answer. And so we would have tried that first, of course. Of course. And then we tried everything else in the press. And then he's all wanted to get off their heads. We were like, What's MDMA next? For science. Illegal drugs. It's the only thing left. Yeah. That's the fucking great thing about science, isn't it? You're looking at spaghetti and you go, what are we going to do with this shit? We've tried boiling water. Let's get to the fucking lab. <laughs> It does sound really exciting that way. In yeah, fairness, for it about does. ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for ten minutes, and then you're like, now we're in trouble with the guard. <laughs> uh, can Sweat. I ask you then about so we're so just a last spacey sort of question to ask because there is that question that there is more planets in whatever than there is grains of sand on our own planet. Is there any possibility that it can be that big, or is that a gross exaggeration, or is that just some ridiculous analogy that doesn't work at all? Like. You're, you're not wrong, right? So, like, uh, the amount of... Uh, so, we have a star, it's called the sun, and there are billions of other stars out there. And we're in a galaxy, and our galaxy is one of many galaxies. And as far as we can see, the furthest reaches of space, there are galaxies and galaxies and galaxies. Like in a galaxy far, far away. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> definitely, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so this is, this, these are all there. Like, we all know we're in one universe, right? Well, so, so we think. And there may be multiverses. There may be many, many universes, but we've no way of knowing that quite yet. But, uh, and we know where we all came from in terms of a big bang and like there's theories about where it's all going but the amount of stars that are in that is incredibly large and it turns out that many of them when we go looking at them they have planets around them so yeah why not and what you said multiverse surely that's science fiction is multiverse is like you know anything that can happen does happen and it's a change you some you do some event and then every other option of that event sort of happens chain reaction kind so of one of the one of the, the yeah but when i go talk to five-year-olds right and yeah. they're always the like best me. group no <laughs> honestly <laughs> like the questions that kids that age ask you about science are flipping brilliant right yeah. because they're real honest and they're genuinely I don't know this can you help me think about it like you know you'd say about the big bang and say what came before it and you said there was no before it the concept of time started at the big bang but it, it begets the question well like where did it come from right so there is a theory that universes kind of pop in and pop out and they may exist in this multiverse so the, our universe may be one of many but it's a theory shit the bad <laughs> 
I feel like I should go to one of those chats you do with those five-year-olds because I'm... Yeah. What I love about fire, a friend of mine's a fireman and he goes to kids' classes and he goes and he does fire talks to his kids who are like five and six and everything. And he just says, they're just the greatest shower of fucking rats you've ever seen. <laughs> so they, you go in and you, he goes in and he'd be saying, you know, uh, so we ha- you have to have a, sp- a smoke alarm on fire travels and make sure you keep the doors shut and all this and, you know, and then any questions? Yeah. Um, my dad put a fork in the microwave just to see what would happen. <laughs> so Everyone's a, done that. <laughs> yeah, a, that's not a question. Any, any more questions? <laughs> yeah, my dad set fire to the shed by accident, right? <laughs> they, just, they just start ratting out their folks on silly shit they did. Uh, Seems that, legit, though. Yeah. Um, so, I, so you're talking about the sun there. If the sun stopped shining, yeah. like just that was the end of it, mm-hmm. Is that it, like? Are we ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, 100%. I was about to say, break it to me easy, but... No, we absolutely... But, like, if it were to stop shining for any reason, there would be some sort of catastrophic reason for that. Well, it could just be having an off day. So so stars tend to die in a couple of ways, but the most dramatic is... How do stars die? Yeah, so when they get to... Remember I was mentioning earlier, they stick all these things together and they they build up the elements, and so... So that's how you make a star? Yeah, and and eventually they they run out of fuel, but they get to a point where they're so hot and so dense that they literally explode... Right in something called a supernova, and they spray all of the the stuff that they're made out of into the uh, into the universe. Right, and that can form new planets, new stars, and it can, in the case of us, it can form people. Right, so all the bits that we're made of—the carbon, the calcium, the the, the iron, like all the rest this of it—were made from stardust. And I'm wearing a star top. She is. There you go. <laughs> I I have a scientific theory. I want to run past. Oh you. Jesus! Right. I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, so, do you remember the few years ago the Higgs boson? Yeah. And nobody knew what it was. Well, you guys knew what it was. I didn't. No, we just had a guess. Yeah. We only had a guess. That's where we had to build the big yo, the CERN yeah, thing. The yeah. Does collider, everybody right? know what that is? Just, is it, does, does everybody know? Okay, well, for some people who don't. A Hadron Collider is basically a shotgun for scientists. Yeah. <laughs> they have a bit of crack and blow shit up, right? Uh, but I, th- I think it is. <laughs> But, but the Higgs boson, and then nobody could explain what the Higgs boson was. And they tried, and they had people on chat shows, and they had people on news panels trying to explain what the Higgs boson is. I fucking cracked it, right? So, the Higgs boson, they say it's like the glue that keeps everything together in the universe. Or yeah, like and by stu- the way, blood glue, that is not a thing, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you and I need to go and see a man in Kimmage. <laughs> Hit me I, I with really, your boson. I really want to see him just beat trying to tear you over the head with a fucking He can fucking levitate <laughs> and he's a trained uh, ninja, so... Uh, so it's the glue that keeps us all together and, like, atoms go one way and protons go the other and, we, like, we don't know why it all happens and, and, what it, and Higgs boson was supposed to be the answer to God particle. Yeah. It's Bono. It's, <laughs> it's fucking Bono, right? So here's how it works. Somebody walks into a room that nobody likes. We all avoid them, right? Mm-hmm. Atoms, particles, we bounce over. Fuck that, we're not into it, right? And then somebody else walks into a room. You come into a room, and then certain people come up and they surround you and they chat to you and they go, oh, how's it going? What's the fact? And you have your certain amount of little buds and they go off with you, right? And then it happens to you. You come in, your students will be here, they all come over. You've got a little bit more, right? So you become a, you see your bigger mass. Bono walks in, a fucking room is attracted to him. He brings us all together. He's the Higgs boson. He's the God particle. I rest my case. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I don't like Bono, so I'm willing to go with that. Yeah. Do you not like Bono? No, 
no, I don't like. Oh my Bono. god, Shane. So that's basically <laughs> the nicest Shane. way Give ever me some of high saying. High five there for not liking Bono. <laughs> that's the nicest way ever saying what I just said is complete bullshit. Right? <laughs> I like it, right? And like, so you, you ask us loads of questions. The scientists, do you know this? Do you know this? Do you know this? It's genuinely we don't know. Like, I fucking know. Just told you. Like. <laughs> Take that into UCD. Scientists, scientists are not like encyclopedias. They might know random stuff. Oh, give stuff, over, you right? are. But it's, it's more about the, I wonder how I do that. Is that like, it's, you're inquisitive it's, people. Yeah, is that what it's you're the saying? mad thing about you know, putting the fork in the microwave or doing something mental out in the garden and you end up setting the shed on fire. It's those sorts of things. <laughs> like, it's the is mentality. this some type of an apology to yeah. your parents, Shane? Is this just a bit like, I was a bit under, misunderstood, but now I'm a physicist. physicist. So we have a new dog at home, right? And I, I'm, oh, Jesus, uh, leave the dog alone, Shane. <laughs> So I, I, I go with Ruth on the radio like every, every so often, and one of the things that we're Should asked to regularly... Should drugs as well? I know, absolutely. Who do you think is my dealer? But, uh, <laughs> For legal purposes, isn't. <laughs> she is not my dealer. <laughs> as if I do not online. give us drugs. Um, so we've read loads of papers about dog psychology. Like, people do this to try and figure out, like, what's going on in the mind of the dog, this right? Is, I think about this all day long. So do I, right? So I sit there what now kind of and I'm looking. She's have? a little Just golden retriever and right. so she's only nine weeks name? old, Penny. And you sit there looking at her and you're going, I know what you're thinking, right? Of course you don't. But, like, I'm trying to think, can I apply the science to the dog? So how does that work? So, like, you know... Because like, I'd like to know, I have a very similar situation yeah. at home with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So... <laughs> It makes sense. You do know they're different species, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm just if you, I'm fearing if you could do it to adopt them, no, actually. So yeah, they, they can train dogs now and put them into MRI machines. You know those things yeah. you go and like... Why so, are they putting them in there? Because they, then they talk to the dog. So you get your owner and say, like, PJ, you have a dog. And you'd I say to the dogs. dog... Yeah, I'm fascinated. I fucking love dogs. So yeah. you'd say to them, right, get your ball or get your chicken or whatever the I'm toy the is that the dog has. the MRI has. machine. They now know that the dog is able to recognise the word, right? Not just the tone of your voice or the, the situation. You know, because my mother used to say, oh, the dog knows, like, when we're going for a walk and the dog can tell the time and it's like, it can't. It just knows when you put on that coat and those, those shoes, you're going out and she's going with you, yeah. right? And so it's by association we'd figure out the dogs know. But we now know just recently that dogs are able to figure out certain words. And then if you go and say to your dog a new word, and they've never heard it before, and they're in the MRI, they can show that their brain is trying to figure out what that word means. So they're really smart. Yeah, but then some of them can be awful racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know dogs are really smart. I have dogs. I, I love dogs. I can see my dog. I see my dog react to stuff, and I think it's amazing. And then every so often, you get. I looked. At, I used to look after this other dog from a friend of mine. Uh, Jen used to look after a dog, and the dog was a flat out racist bastard. Like if you walking through Portobello, I used to pick it up, and any time I saw a person of color, <laughs> horrible. And people in wheelchairs fucking hated them as well. He was an absolute prick of an animal. He was like the most bigoted animal. Uh, any, like, and then the worst thing is, he made me look like a fucking racist. Because I would see a black person coming towards me, and I would I better cross the road. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because the dog would start going, you fucking... We and see. then I'm crossing the road looking at a person from Africa, and me and the dog have got these horrible faces crossing the road as fast as we could. But you were and he's like, to fuck it. this fucking country. What a welcome you get. I'm like, it's not me. It's the fucking Ku Klux Klan canine bastard on a fucking harness. You, you may have been, and I don't mean that you're racist, but you have may, your actions may have been the cause of that. So you know the classic one about the postman, right? Postman comes, dog goes ballistic, 
And, and you're like, why doesn't the dog bark at anyone else? It's the reason for the dog is that every time they bark at the postman, the postman goes away. Right? Yes. Yeah. So if you keep crossing the road, right, the dog is like, so if I bark at this fella coming up the road, maybe he recognizes like the color of the person or the, the, how, they're, how, they're, how they're moving or whatever. And the dog knows <laughs> PJ does this and this is the way I react. So yeah. you're basically saying the dog was looking at the black guy going, get away, this guy's a fucking racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Run for your fucking life. <laughs> this fucking racist prick puts me on the lead and brings me out every day. Run. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Dogs are so smart. They could see my inner prejudice. <laughs> and, and protect the minorities of Dublin from it. Do you know that dogs can now sniff malaria if you have malaria right a lot of the time people get malaria and they don't oh, know Cheryl the habit oh Cheryl Cole could have done with us she could actually yeah I didn't she know had she malaria she, she didn't know who does no laughing matter no yeah. Cheryl Cole had malaria oh yeah yeah well, if she had a, had a dog who could have sniffed it out they would have had it so they train dogs two dogs a retriever and a Labrador to sniff uh, people's socks and the kids had worn these socks in, in some part of Africa where malaria is quite prevalent and then they give the dogs the socks and they, the dogs were able to figure out which of the children had malaria and which didn't and the kids didn't know there was, there'd be no no signs there's no symptoms of malaria at this point so like dogs can also figure out when people have low blood sugar right uh, so if people have diabetes they how can, do they find that one out they sniff it from them and they can also t- they, so you how? can give off we give off an awful lot of smells that are, our noses are completely rubbish compared to most other animals okay and dogs the, dogs really see the world through their nose right uh, so their eyes of course are pretty good but they figure out the world around them through scent predominantly it's a shame I don't have a better nose just with the but can't eyes. they sniff tumours as well Isn't yeah. That, yeah certain tumours they can, they, can, they can sniff them where out where are these animals isn't it what? amazing my granny when she was in a care home had uh, like you know they an, found her a tumour no the, but they, they, she had a dog next to her and the dog used to just go around and it was amazing <laughs> when she wasn't in good form if you go in she's in the hospice there's a big dog big big dog called in Harold's Cross no down oh, in Kildare there's but one they, in Harold's Cross around. he's incredible no there's one that lives in Harold's Cross he's incredible a golden humor. retriever yeah. yeah and your humour when the dog is with you Jesus oh, it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. And dogs have that amazing way of like, you know, obviously your dog doesn't say shit to you, but you know when you come in and your dog is so excited to see you, it's like, wiggle as fire, fucking you, man, fuck you won't believe what happened today, fucking brilliant, I'm fucking at the couch and the shit in front of the fireplace, it was fucking great, and then I'm back and I'm going to show you with the shit, come on, it's this way, come on, come on, <laughs> uh, look, look, a fucking dog, it's fucking brilliant, uh, uh, and then they, they, but they can see you if you're in a bad mood, and you know when you're sitting there and you're in a bad mood and you're pissed off and upset, you can get that amazing, magical, beautiful moment with a dog the where you look at arrived. you and you just kind yeah. of, you can tell the same point yeah. of going, I oh, know, man. <laughs> I'm here if you need me. I, I, I fuck it, it's just that, and that's the relationship I don't think we have with any other animals. That's sort of, they can Definitely read not. exactly how we feel. The octopuses, if we train them the right way with an MDNA, <laughs> they're almost as instinctive as a drugged up octopus. Yeah, just about. I'm just trying to figure out how we got with how physics and dogs. It's, I don't know where we got to there, but it worked. Well, it dogs teach us worked. how to enjoy life. They do. Dogs teach us how to no fucking. A human being can enjoy life the way a dog can. Be the person your dog thinks you are. I yeah. saw that recently. It was deadly. And, and talk about living in the moment. Yeah. You know when your dog is outside, out in the fucking garden, looking at you through the glass, going, let me in, let me in. <laughs> this is really fucking important. Let me in, please. You have to let me in. It's fucking serious. Man. Let me in, please. I need to fucking do something. You have to let me the fuck in. It happens to no. And you let him in. And you're like, what? And he goes out. You're like, what the fuck happened? He's there, it's about the process. Not the destination. I just wanted to go in and out. 
and you see Living that's, in a moment, for fuck's sake. That's exactly what science is. So it isn't necessarily about the stuff that we know, but it's more about the way we figure it out. Yeah, again, I think I should have paid more attention because I think science is definitely for me. Yeah, like, after this, I definitely think science is for me. Oh, so I'm into it, like. What does that mean, though? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> I like it, Jane. Well, I'm definitely going to annoy you more and ask you more questions. So you've just walked yourself into that one, my friend. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm going to investigate more into the moon situation. Okay, good. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going to look into that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting a dog. I have two kids. I've enough on my plate. Um, and then any suggestions that you may have? about science or so like that's the thing because people could be listening to this podcast or they're you know they're they're here or whatever and they're not necessarily mad science people do you know they're not like me they're not into it like but actually when you have sit down and have conversations like tonight it's absolutely deadly like it's savage and we started off and i was like i'm this i'm i I should leave because i (laughs) haven't a fucking notion but actually when you have those conversations that's, it's, it's actually really, really tangible. So people are afraid sometimes to go on. Oh, I'd shit myself, I, Shane. You have no like idea the week I've had ahead of this. Like, I've genuinely been nervous. Like, uh, science is the new rock and roll. It's the, you want proof? Hello? You want science? <laughs> if you want proof that science is not the new rock and roll, here it is. Stephen Hawking's wheelchair went on sale on Thursday, on the 8th of whatever, of November. It went on sale. They were expecting 18,000 euros, was what they were expecting. It went for 393,000 quid. That's because it was a physicist's wheelchair. Fucking hell! 393 grand. I mean, what the fuck is anyone even doing? I hope it's not being wasted. It's not just some lad fucking, do you want can from the fridge? <laughs> mm. You're like, you fucking prick. You fucking... That should be in a museum somewhere people Where can go to the fridge. I don't know where it is. I just know it's up at 390. I don't know. I'm just asking you. <laughs> we don't like, you know. He's your brethren. He's like, we had to sell a lot of liquid MDMA to get our hands on that. <laughs> he, used to, he used to race it around Cambridge. I heard that he used to love going really fast in his chair. Is it electric? Yeah. Okay. Is it electric? Sure, he couldn't. The fuck? Is he it only electric? had the use of his cheek. What? He, no, what? Yeah. Amazing, but just turned out he was a lazy bollocks. What? <laughs> is it fucking electric? Oh my god! I, for a fuck. second, I was just I just zoned out. You could probably yeah, talk and all. It just actually worked the fucking box. How's it going? It worked, it worked by the power of goodwill. He levitated above us. He had this guy from Kimmich. <laughs> <laughs> See, I fucking told you China Terry's real. Oh, that's fucking great. Shane, you are not only a physicist assist, you are a funny fuck as well. I like hanging around with you. I like what I can learn from you. Is there anything to, is there any such thing as the science of luck? Like, can luck be in any oh, way I'm a very lucky scientifically person. looked at? You know the way? Because you know that we all know one person, right? That if, like, if there's one, we all know one person that if they were, they're so unlucky that there's someone walking here with a machine gun now, he's going to get every fucking bullet. You know, we all know that one, that one guy Way in to school. to end the gig. <laughs> yeah. 
I would just think of more, you know, quite unlucky, like, you know. There is a random, yeah, but right? Like, random some is people, a thing. Like, they so. catch everything, they're allergic to everything, they fucking can't go, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I could go to toilet school without putting his hand up. You know these lads, there's always something fucking wrong with them. No, I, I, there's, there's an effect for, for, for this called, the, oh, what's it called? Is it the, the no, Matthew effect for when you keep winning things, right? Lucky people are more lucky because they're open to it. And they, Shane, they, I'm, I'm Matthew. You are the Matthew. I am, I am the Matthew. Are I am you? genuinely, my dad always, I'm a genuinely lucky person. Like, as in, if there's a, I was at like a, a show the other night and if there's, a, I walk, bought raffle tickets and I was like, I'll win something. And I did. I won a hoodie. It's like scratch cards. I'll go, I'll win on one of those scratch cards. I, and I went, yeah, like, I haven't like won that. the lotto yet, but like, as in, if, even if we were at a kid, we were at something when I was a kid, I was the kid who won the teddy bear. I was the kid who got picked. I was, I just am kind of lucky. Right. So this so, is what I'm asking. Is it, there a science to it? Like, what? Sort of. So like, I, I'd be completely the opposite where I'm like, I'd say to my brother that doing the lotto is like, you know, attack some people that don't understand maths. Right. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in saying that. He, he, he recently got five numbers on the lotto, right? Your brother saying yeah. in your fucking face. Yeah, now. that's what yeah. he said did to me. Sh- did he share it with you? And no, he didn't. Yeah, no, he's right too. Uh, so, like, How he much wins did he win things, just as a matter of interest? But he wins things because he enters things. I never win things because I'm like, yeah, but if you, I mean, come on, that's basic science. If you're not in, you can't win. Like, that's. Yeah, but there's a cost to entering these things, right? So, like. Well, yeah, Shane, yeah. but that's just you being a cheapskate. That's nothing to do with science. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're not in, you can't win. But, like, can you be luckier, even if, like, with everybody going in? No. It's completely, it's random. So, no, it is totally random. so some people are just, it's just literally down to shit luck for some people. Yeah. Like, there's, there's probably so certain factors that make you more likely to be the person that, you know, you What are they? Out. I need to know about that. That might be social cues. So if you're like, I'm looking for a volunteer, and then it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm always the one that's asked. And then they start freaking out in their chair, and you're like, you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking true yeah. by the way when you're doing stand up that is one of those things it's like anybody want, you look for a volunteer it's always the guy you go me 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 you go not fucking you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh no not fucking you and you see someone just <laughs> you <laughs> yeah that's him because yeah. you know they're trying to just look normal he'll leave you alone he'll leave you but all you see is normal person Get the fuck up here. Yeah. All these freaks want to be on the stage. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. You don't realise you're doing it probably half the time. You're giving all these social cues the whole time. So you asked earlier about like male and female. Mm. Like I would have thought as a scientist in the past that's really defined. But I have a load of friends now, strangely, who are sociologists. And they're t- completely what? constructed. What's a sociologist? So they think about like society, the structure of society. So the concepts of male and female are entirely constructed. Really, is that really true? Because, so, you know, even if you get kids, like really young kids, and like you, you have a tank and whatever, the young lads, it's just a matter of yeah, time before he starts it's, ripping it's the tank and picking his nose with it. Mm? So, of course, like male, um, the, the, the X and Y chromosome, that sort of stuff, but the yeah. behavior of what we call male or what we call female, that's completely set up by us, right? As in, like, what type of behaviors? So, like, you know, picking up the truck. Um, or, you know, wanting to go and do more, I don't know, what would Sport, we call it? Sport, like doing Sports TA or, doing, or like, you know, girls maybe, want to dance. Exactly. All that stuff. It's, it's subtly but uh, continuously reinforced. 
Really, so there's nothing in us, sort of pre in us that makes us go that way. We just learn it because dad takes that. Yeah. Boys the example football. I give is, you know, when we go abroad and we go and you see another country doing something slightly different to the way we do it, right? And you're like, why do they do that? And you're like, well, I, in Ireland, we all do it another way, right? And you're like, well, why do they do it that way? And we look at them as completely odd and they look at us as odd. And we think, but that's the way you do that thing. And it's, com- it's just because that like, gives you the, the proof that these things are completely learned behaviours. Same with intelligence, same with all those things. It's com- like, do you think that kids from posh schools in Dublin are that much smarter than no, the kids from the not No, they're a man-dad just for them. But yet they're, they're the ones that get into uni, and that's a measure of, of, of smartness. Money. It's complete crap, right? It is entirely because they, they, they learn to become smart, right? So it's complete, they're taught to become smart. But is that not a contradiction in terms? No. So, like, it basically... But you're saying, like, they're, that they're not intelligent, but then they learn to become smart. No, I'm saying, so... are they more innately smart? So, is, okay. uh, like, are they genetically smarter? So there's no such thing as genetic... Yeah, well, it's your environment. Put there them into Mount Joy and watch them survive. There are That's components. <laughs> there are components. Like, you can, yeah. you can have a smart family, but it... it... Like, I know a family, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, honestly, you, you should, like bring them in for scientific because they're like they're honestly, <laughs> not allowed to do that <laughs> well they're the type of family that would offer themselves up but they're like so we're I, confiscating your family yeah. Yeah. so in terms of genetics it's like they got everything right so they're all good looking uh, they're all crazy sporty they're oh. all ridiculously intelligent yeah, my best friend is one of these he's the best brilliant looking bloke he's a fireman everything touches turns to gold he's like got the perfect build he could do stand up comedy he's funny he's smart he built his own fucking house like what a prick yeah. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and he's one of those people and I have to admit I'm one of the people that when bad shit happens to him it kind of cheers me up a bit the day I found out he was dyslexic <laughs> the day I found out he was dyslexic was the happiest day of my childhood but like is that, is that, that whole family like that it's, it's you know Ken Early I'll just go on, you know Ken Early the, the journalist Ken yeah. Early so it's him his sister Sarah is like one of the top consultants she's like and James is looking after lungs like she's, I don't even, but she's stunning then her other sister Katie she's the whole, they, they, whole family swam the channel together who does that like as of like I uh, they're wankers think, but no, that's, <laughs> that's fucking swimming but the like, channel together just, so is there something fucking hell amazing at least be normal get one of them to fucking do you don't lose the whole family and the rest of you just wait there with a roast chicken cheering them in <laughs> Yeah. But like that's their like their good odds in terms of they must have something because they're all intelligent. Do you so know there, what I mean? There is a genetic factor, but and it's they just not went big. to McDowell's where I went, and it's not big. So the reason you look at families and going like all oh, these deadly jobs, it's called social capital. So it's like you know when you need that little bump, mm. and then it's like Asha, we know someone, we give them a call. That is exactly the reason for those things. There's no big kind of scientific reason for. The... I think that a lot about a lot of people who are on television. That is exactly the case. How Absolutely. they get their jobs? Yes. Well, the f- I don't know. Fucking anyone in television. They're so bumped. Just got a bit dark. So bumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like. Yeah. I'm quite interested. Oh, by the way, Ken Early's family, I'm sure, aren't wankers. <laughs> they are. They're amazing. I, I'm pretty sure they're a lovely family. Yeah. I'm just getting bitter because I've never. I can't even get through a fucking dinner with my family. That's <laughs> getting. Never mind. Swim the channel. Jesus Christ. They're goals. So, they're hashtag Me and my goals. family can't even get through Christmas Day without one of us going. Fuck this bastard family. <laughs> um, one of my last questions I want to ask you about because you're talking about stars and stuff so and you touched on it earlier on so you know that thing of like people who go i bought you a star so like is that just wasted money because ultimately is that just going to be gone and they shouldn't bother with it like so if you were going to buy something and like what would you buy 
in the, like, in the <laughs> physicist world. Are you better to invest in a planet, even though you're not allowed to buy stuff in outer space? If I was going to buy something, what would I buy? Well, like, um, you see the way people buy people's stars. It's a lovely gesture oh, to go about you. A science-based yeah. gift. Oh, like a science gift. Okay. You could, you could preserve a snowflake. Stop it. I want one. How do I do that? <laughs> so you have to do go somewhere where it's snowing, snow right? I've been there, yeah. And then, like, like somewhere We've had snow. really cold. Like, far colder than it was here last year when it was snowing. Right, so can I get someone to do this for me? I'm not great with the cold. That's fine, right? Okay. So, like, you get it, and, like, you know when it's so cold that when it falls and, like, falls in your jacket, it's not going to melt, right? It'll, right. And the snowflake will be big, and you can put So you need that a big in. one is what you're saying? Yeah, you need okay. it so you can see it. Yeah. And then you can preserve it in a type of plastic. You can just literally... Uh, Do you, like, keep the, have the plastic in your pocket? Yeah, you'd have to have all that gear with you. So How the, hard is it to get that gear, considering you can buy MDNA online? <laughs> I'm going to say it's not that hard. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, it's probably not that hard. It was in the Big Bang Theory, actually. So one of the characters, I'm not a big fan of that show. I was going to say. No, I hate that, I hate that program. Why, yeah. do, why do scientists hate, hate that show so much? Because it's laughing at us continuously. So that program is like, like, some of the stuff they say is hilarious, right? But like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's like it just it's it's that kind of laughing at you rather than having a joke with you kind of thing. So that I think it's. I'm never watching that again, Shane, because I absolutely I'm yeah. um, into you. You're so into that I'm now. not. <laughs> Fuck Sheldon. <laughs> and his mates. <laughs> but I want to know about the snowflake. I, 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 someone should sell them online. I feel save me the journey. But it'd know. be nicer though, like if you were to make it yourself, right? It's a lot of work, Shane. Yeah, but you, like, who wouldn't want to go on a snow holiday? Oh, no, I go on snow holidays, that's fine, for skiing and drinking and whatnot, but I just feel that having to find the snowflake... I'm sure you can find some time to catch a snowflake in the middle <laughs> of it all. Jesus a lot <laughs> It doesn't sound like it's the long... Like, considering how quickly they melt, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound... Is that it? Yeah. Okay. I'll get back to you. Okay. Great. I like that idea, oh, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, you have another, another one. one. Yes. So we, we had this thing, we called it the pitch drop, right, in, in, when I was in Trinity, and it was it's in a funnel. Oh. It's it black, it looks like tar, and it drops once every 10 years, right? Like, it literally comes through the funnel, like honey, right? Uh, what, 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 what is it? Sorry, I missed what it is. It's called pitch drop. So it's like, like pitch, you, you know the pitch, this? or like tar in a road, you know that yeah. black stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can buy that. There's actually a Dublin tar company, and okay. I rang them, and I was like, do you have any of this? And they were like, yeah. Loads. So I, what I'd like to do is make loads of them and send them out to schools, and the schools can race them. The slowest race ever. It's be like once every 10 years. Sorry, how have they not got on this? How have Science Foundation Island not got This is a good, fantastic idea. Think about it. If you get it's the junior idea. infants on their very first day of their junior infant life, because they're going to go through the whole of primary school, and by yeah. the time they get to sixth class... It'll drop. It'll drop. The pitch drop, that is, yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> <laughs> a bit of science for you there. Definitely. Biology. <laughs> Like this, it science is, foundation. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but just need to get on that. I'm sure you have the funding so somewhere. We did that. We caught it on camera in Trinity about seven or eight years ago, right? And something like three million people watched the video. I'm going to go and look right? it up. In, three million yeah, in the space people. of one day. I got all these. I was sitting in my office. The New York Times is on the phone. Will oh. you talk to them? The Wall Street Journal, and then some crowd from Japan. We want to buy the rights to your video. So I was like, great. So. <laughs> What are your numbers? Talk to me. Yeah. So, like, the Times of India. Yeah. Like, all these places rang. And cause, like, so, what you're saying is the Science Foundation of Ireland will make their money back in 10 years? Uh, I will make the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
is currently patenting the idea. <laughs> and, and that's, is that still happening? Yeah, that's... it's in the library in Trinity. But the reason that everyone was interested in, there was a fellow in Australia who had a similar experiment. His is dropping every 10 years, and he missed three in a row due oh, to a f- series of unfortunate events. Oh, for fuck's sake. And he, he won a prize. Three. Yeah, he won. The first one, he went to the toilet. Stop. <laughs> you know that's his missus going, go on to fuck. <laughs> Come on, you fucking miss another one, you prick. Fucking annoy me. <laughs> the second one, he had a video camera and it didn't work, right? Oh, my and the, th- the third time, he actually spoke to the man, like, because when our one dropped before his, I felt like we should ring him first and tell him. The third time he missed it, he had three webcams on it and they weren't connected properly. And he was in London. Uh, the he's students just rang him. Then. He was in Australia and they said, oh, professor, uh, the drop has dripped. And he was like, great, send me the video. And they were like, yeah, about that. It didn't work. Oh my so he God. missed three. I felt awfully sorry for him. And then ours dropped, right? So we, we got all like the global fame because there'd been yeah. like this big story building up out there. And uh, so like our one got a lot of attention and I had to ring your man and say, we, we kind of scooped you. Um, oh. Yeah, it doesn't How make me look go? good actually, does it? She said, you <laughs> rang him up, you gloating bastard. No, 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 no. We if you want to check him, out hey, the video, heard you, you missed three. <laughs> First time. I'm going to send you a video from my phone. <laughs> So yeah, we, we like we rang him because like in science, when you'd like you, if you kind of not that you'd beat a competitor, if you get somewhere before your competitor, they're the person you'd want to tell first because to gloat. No, because they're the only other person out there that'll get what you're thinking. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, but they're also not going to be delighted for you, are they? They're going to be like, no, oh, they would be completely delighted. Yeah. Like Darwin and Wallace back in the day when the, the theory of evolution, the two of them came up with it at the same time, but they weren't working together. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so Wallace is fucking pissed yeah, off. It's Darwin theory, yeah, right? Absolutely. He kind of had the idea first. They say, but yeah. I'd but, be raging. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know how pissed off I am when I think of a joke and I hear a guy do something similar, and that shit comes. Like, I mean, we're after doing four hundred of them tonight. Okay, Grant, maybe none of them are very good, but that's not sure. the point. <laughs> um, so, can we get that rolling for, I think, September? I think every junior infant, or a load of schools junior infant, you should get on that. I know you probably have a bit on your plate, just being a physicist, but I think definitely... physicist. I'm looking at Ruth. Ruth works in Science Foundation Ireland, so we'll see what we get. come on. Stump up the cash. It's, I think that's a fantastic. It has, you know, you could go global with that. Look at the Irish are doing. With the, oh, they're great. They're into science it's and they're kids developing. Though, kids be treating stuff. it like Bray, the coin machines and Bray. You know, the ones that move and they just go over and start hitting it. And <laughs> be taking bets when it's going to drop and putting money in it and all and trying to or stick their heads to it and everything. There'll so. be a fire and someone will lose it and they'll be in a dump somewhere. The finger stump, yeah. Actually, we nearly dropped our one once. The lads were coming in from RTE to film it and we put it out and then a builder came in and was like moving a shelf and he just thought, sure, that's a load of old rubbish and he stuck it on the end of a big bench and I came in and it was teetering. <gasps> yeah. I the w- laws of physics aren't good on that, are they? Teetering. Teetering, yeah. That's yeah. Can I just trying to explain it to him? That's fucking 10 years, that tar here. I can, not, <laughs> I can sort it out for you now if you want. <laughs> I'll get that down from there in two seconds if you... <laughs> Well, if you want to nix our done, no. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> Love it. Uh, right, we better yeah. wrap this up. We've been talking for the best two, one hour, 50 minutes at if this one, stage. If, when this podcast goes out, if one more person tweets and goes, it wasn't long enough, I'd be like, have Yeah, I'm laugh. pretty sure that won't happen this Shane, time. Shane, you're an absolute star, literally. Thank, Thank you, you very much. <laughs> How good is he? So, 
So that's it from the Science Podcast for Science Week. Thanks very much to SFI and Science Week for having us on. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Ruth and Shane for um, basically educating us on all kinds of shit. And uh, we'll hopefully see us again next time or just download the podcast. It'll be available tomorrow morning. Yeah, you can download it Which makes no sense tomorrow. if you've just downloaded it and you're listening to it now. But yeah. there you go. Thanks for coming. Thanks for See you later. Take care, boy. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.